Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to I Like to Movie Movie. My name is Dan Scully. My name is Garrett Smith. And uh, yes, uh, this is a this is an exciting time. This yes, is, it is. A, we haven't heard from Dick Nose yet. I know everybody's interested. <laughs> about no, Dick no emails from Dick Nose. Dick Nose, we know you're out there. We want to hear from you. <laughs> we want to talk about your dick and or nose. Yes, absolutely. Your Indeed. your bone <laughs> tomahawk, if you will. Yes. Um, and uh, apologies, we had to change the format of this episode a little bit. Yes. We're gonna we had to reschedule our guests. We did. We um, will. Be... What happens with famous people, y'all? Yes, it does. We will be uh, talking t- about uh, the upcoming documentary Humongous uh, in the next few weeks, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, slight delay on that. So. Yes, and uh, this is also like this has become this weekend in in filmmaking. Yes, in film in general is yes. like a regular. It's now like a thing like Christmas where it's just, this is Fast Family Week. Yes, it is. There's a new Fast and Furious movie, and I believe that's going to be our that next That is also going to be coming from <laughs> so, the I Like to Movie Movie Factory very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we have a couple of things to get done, but then we will be bringing you an interview with Faye Merman, the director of the Humongous documentary that's coming out. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at I Like 2 Movie. That's the numeric two. Uh, email us, I Like 2 Movie at gmail.com, facebook.com slash I Like 2 Movie. You can find all our back episodes there. Check them out. I highly recommend the Videodrome one. It's our least downloaded episode, which means I think a lot of people haven't seen that movie or don't care, and oh, you should. Do your And homework. check out our episode about and that's it. That's a great episode. I think it's one of our best <laughs> it's episodes. It's one of our best. Uh, so and it's also <laughs> one of the best movies ever made. Yes. So uh, check it. out Videodrome and, and check out our episode on Videodrome. I think that uh, takes care of all the stuff off the top, right? Absolutely. All the housekeeping's done. Housekeeping is done. We, uh, just this week, thanks to our friends at Cinepunks, yes. they uh, hooked us up with some tickets to see Free Fire in advance, yes, the new did. Ben Wheatley movie. And our guest tonight, he's a, uh, a regular on the show now. And yes, he uh, is. Yeah, he's, he's one of he's our regular a, like, guests. Cinepunks regular as well. Would yes. I be correct about that? Yes. yes. And so, yes, Evo Tomas, welcome. Hello. How are you guys doing? Very good, man. We're glad to have you back Thank already you. so soon. Yeah, We're glad to have a such ago. a huge like group of people at Free Fire so yeah. that we have <laughs> a, a guest. Yeah, thank you so much to Cinepunks. Check their podcast out as well. They, uh, Man, they put together, I mean, I don't think they put the screening together, but they had a package of tickets they gave away, yeah. and it got every movie fan I know in Philadelphia out last night to see a movie, which was a great time. Yeah, at one point, I uh, texted my girlfriend at, at the end of the movie. I'm like, I know 18 people here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is great. Was, when I was, was approaching really the theater, I was looking around around and I was able to point out like well that person's here because they're press uh-huh. that person's here because they're a Cinepunks listener uh-huh. you can tell by the shirt you, know, <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. tell who was who yep. was who so it was right. a lot of fun yeah. uh, so that was cool so yeah we'll be talking about Free Fire we'll do our normal spoiler <laughs> heavy discussion of Free Fire which uh, I don't even know when's the wide release is it next weekend uh, it is next weekend next yes. weekend right 21st I think or is it yeah, yeah, next, yeah, weekend, next right. weekend. Yeah, next weekend. Yeah. So, um, you know, if uh, if you're listening to us now and you'd like to not be spoiled on the movie, feel free to give a pause, check out that movie next weekend, and come back to us. But uh, we'll do a little movie news discussion off the top and a few other things. If you want to stick with us for a few minutes, we'll let you know before we hit the spoiler talk. Uh, what do you want to start with? Yo, did you see that Thor trailer? I saw that Thor <laughs> yeah. trailer. Oh. Did you like that, Evo? Uh, yeah, I'm excited. You yeah, know, I, I, I'm. I wasn't that surprised with the, the appearance of Hulk because I kind of figured he was going to be you know, a big part. Sure, but I love um, that they're dipping into Planet Hulk, right? Which right, is a right. Great Hulk story. And um, I don't kind of. I mean, I, I think um, some of the, the one of the problems with the first two Thor, Thor movies, even though I liked them, yeah, uh, they weren't. Uh, 
they're kind of humorless in, yeah. or for long stretches, you know? Yes. So I thought the trailer was kind of funny. He's like, I know him from work. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just I, I just kind of found myself cracking up there. Well, it's so a, I'm very excited for it. It's directed by Taika Waititi, uh, and he's the guy that made What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Boy. he made uh, Boy, yeah, which I haven't seen yet. I really Dude, need to see Boy, this. I haven't it's seen. It's awesome. Yeah, I've heard it's great. Hunt um, for the Wilder People. Hunt for the Wilder People is one of my favorites. I think my, number, my favorite number one movie last year. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. Up top, buddy. Me too. I love that movie. So I think it's going to have. You guys just did an up top without any sort of high five exchange. It was just our minds. An up top nod. That was that was wonderful. It was a high five imprint on my brain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I just I think it's gonna have like the, a, a humor that has been lacking from the horse. Like not completely lacking from the Thor <laughs> you series. You just almost called it the almost horse called series. Almost called it the horse series. <laughs> uh, not completely lacking from you Thor. You just titled the porn version. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, no. Horror of the Dark World would be the interracial scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to think of that joke. Thank you. <laughs> Don't worry, yeah. <laughs> I'll go there just so that no one else has to. Horror Ragnarok. Uh, oh, <laughs> yes. It writes itself. Uh, yes. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not like they were completely humorless, but I think that he is going to bring a level of humor that uh, Chris Hemsworth is clearly capable of. Like, I feel like they're going to... He's finally going to utilize Hemsworth's talents in Mm -hmm. a way that they really totally haven't taken advantage of Mm -hmm. in the other two Thor movies, you know? Right. And I love the colorful... I mean, it's kind of... It looks the way that the movies haven't looked in a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it still has that weird glossy thing that mm-hmm. their movies always have that I'm not like crazy it's about. Part of the brand, <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, it looks like TV to me. I kind of hate mm. that glossy thing. But the I mean the colors. I mean it really looks like an old like 70s Thor comic book. Mm. It's, I, mm. I was really impressed by that. Jeff Goldblum a, looks fun. Oh, I mean yeah. Jeff Goldblum needs to be in all of these. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And by all of these, I mean every movie that ever comes out <laughs> in any form. Any form, exactly. The um the one thing that I that I. I'm excited to see is I, I read an article today about how Taika Watiti is actually really good at chore- choreographing fight scenes. Yeah. And it's true. If you look at Hunt for the Wilder People, there are a few like bona fide action scenes the, the, that yeah. have clarity. I'll say it again. Yes. Clarity. Very hard to do. Yeah. Um, the finale is basically a Mad Max car chase. Yeah. It's really well done. Boy yeah. has like uh, references to like there's a thriller music video in it like there's direct oh, cool. stylistic references so there is like sort of a Bollywood moment oh, cool. there are you know there's fight scenes in it yeah. so yeah, yeah it's uh, I, I'm excited to I see I think he's gonna be do. good yeah. and when did Led Zeppelin just start giving their music to everything remember when they were like right. stuffy about it forever and now it's in every movie no it's just yeah. boom also, I'm not the it. first person to make this joke but I am really glad that it was just that song and not like a slowed down piano version with like a pretty yeah. lady singing it like <laughs> I was glad that it was just the song yeah trailers have gotten heavy into that like we're do a stylistic remake of the song. We yeah. there's there's already three versions of Mad World yeah. by Tears yeah. for Fears, and they're and only ever version. needed to be one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it's solely because of movie trailers. Yep. Yep. I, I, maybe maybe I'm just kind of noticing this over the last few years. I'm trying to think of specific examples, but it's occurred to me many times. Like, um, all right, so Boy was a pretty small movie, more or less. Mm-hmm. You know, not I mean in a disparaging way, but was it was like a small movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then um, you know. Uh, uh, what we do in Shadows and Hunt for World of People. Also, also small. pretty small movie. Yeah. Right? And then, boom, Marvel comics. Oh, that has been like happening that. a lot. And I feel like you've seen that a lot with these directors who they have like two movies under their belt, for better or for worse. Some yeah. are, do really well, some maybe they're not ready. You got, uh, but I see like there's this huge exponential jump yeah. in um, this, these projects they have. Yeah. You know? yeah. And um, I just feel like I've been noticing it more the last like five years or so. I agree. I think it comes down um, to a but few I'm, things. We root for those directors. We do. And so, yeah. And like I'm happy Marvel that. gets cred for being like, well, we picked up this guy. Right. He has all like him. We know he's talented also, with limited means. So it's so much him, cheaper yeah. to go that way. Where yeah. It's like yeah. This, and, and also, like, for a lot of the movies, like, 
you know, and, and hopefully it's, it'll become less the case. But for a lot of the movies, there there is a parameter that they, they must get work stripped in. of their style, kind of exactly. Yeah. Edgar Wright left Ant Man solely because he didn't want to be boxed in. Yeah. yeah, and you know they got a great director to to replace it. Uh, yeah. but you know they kept him in that in their box. box. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I get it. Yeah, but it's you know it makes me. Hopefully it, that'll save Colin Trevorrow. I know the just guy. Who, I just I, I'm not sold yet. That's my big fear yeah. uh, for for the Star Wars, the future of Star Wars, yeah. is his name on uh, Episode Nine. Uh, but I wish the best to him, and yeah. I hope that he gives me a good Star Wars movie. Uh, well, one more mm-hmm. thing on the Thor trailer before we get off of it. Mm-hmm. The best thing about the Thor trailer, like the best thing, are those title cards. I fucking love the way the text just like pops off the screen with all those lines around it. Oh, it looks like a yeah. 70s title yeah. card. Yeah. I fucking love that about it. I forgot about that. Yeah, loved it. Like nice. It. Just wanted to bring that up because hmm. I think it's great. Seventies imagery. Yeah, I'm very excited for. Well, it was one of those, before I saw the trailer. I before I before I even knew he was directing mm-hmm. it. Um, I was like, well, I'm going to see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure yeah. I'll like it. Yeah, and that's next. You yep. know, like you know, I'm starting to feel that way a little bit. Some of these movies, Agreed. even though I enjoy them. Yeah. It's right next. Yeah, I, I got a little know, fatigue on it. A little bit, a little there. bit, yeah. yeah. But now I'm like genuinely excited for it. You know? Yeah. Like I'm excited for Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought that, I like Doctor Strange, you know, had some yeah. issues, but in, in, as a whole, I liked it. Yeah. You know, um, but then I was like, okay, well then they're stored, I'll see that, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's the Avengers and Black Panther. Like mm-hmm. I'm excited for those. But now I'm actually excited for I'm Thor. actually more excited for Thor than I am Guardians, which I, didn't uh, think, I kind of am I didn't too. Think would be possible. I'm actually, I think I'm most excited for Thor over anything, yeah. even even Spider Man. Yeah. yeah, agree with that. Agree with that. Although well, I will the, say, that new Spider Man trailer, trailer actually is good. Yeah, yeah. 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 Got that me on first board. one, I was like, well, uh, you know, yeah, I'll yeah. take it. Yeah. But you know, and I I enjoyed the first, the Amazing Spider Man, yeah. well enough. And the second one had some of the best. Spidey moments I've seen. It's just a garbage movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the second one I really liked the I like the Gwen and uh, Peter Parker scene. Uh, yeah, yes, yes. those I thought were the strong parts. Totally agree. Yeah. Um, but as a whole, yeah, the movie was just trying to do too much. I think it's because that was back when the two of them were. And I'm gesturing, putting my <laughs> my finger <laughs> into my hand. I'm talking about sex. Maybe. <laughs> We'll we'll uh, well okay the uh, the other one we y'all saw that new Star Wars trailer today yeah, well, uh, yeah. I watched Jedi. it about an hour and a half ago <laughs> yeah that's like I watched it twice I mean I, dude <laughs> come on I I mean just to pick a couple of things out of the 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 tricks that are there that I loved because my big thing with this is I am a huge 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 fan of that director mm. I am a, whose name I cannot remember Ryan now Johnson. that I'm saying it Ryan Johnson I'm like oh. a huge Ryan Johnson fan so I'm very excited to see him do Star Wars the opening shot where it looks like the typical opening Star Wars shot of stars mm-hmm. on a black screen, and then the camera pulls out, and it's actually the island that she's on. Yeah, and she's I fucking Luke Island. I yeah, Luke Island. <laughs> Luke Island I yeah. fucking love that. Like yeah. that, and that is that feels so specific to him. That mm-hmm. feels like such a great Ryan Johnson moment. Mm-hmm. So I love that it like it looks and feels like Star Wars, but it also has that Ryan Johnson kind of like twist on it. I love that. At least in it, with the Lucasfilm stuff, Disney is seems to be allowing a little more of the footprint of their directors on the movies, mm-hmm. which uh, I, and I think Rogue One bears that out too. Oh, a little bit, yeah, 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 yeah definitely, yeah. Uh, so that's exciting, dude. To you got to finish Breaking Bad. I don't know how far. I literally just have the second half of the last season to go. Oh, oh, so oh. that's it. There was one Ryan Johnson up, directed dude. episode. <laughs> the Fly, yeah, right. It's crazy. <laughs> there, it, it wasn't the Fly, but it opens with like basically a dubstep music oh, yes. video surrounding a car. The cars, yeah. And it's just Ryan Johnson just throwing a complete stylistic twist in there, and it's the best. It's part one of the of best scenes in the show. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, he's just, I fucking love him, and there's so much great stuff in that trailer. Getting to hear Mark Hamill's seasoned voice yeah. as yeah. like voiceover was like so great. I love that. Uh, I loved the uh, the seemingly Mad Max inspired 
sort of like pod racer things going across right. the desert with mm-hmm. like the red. And they're like touching. The, they're doing yeah, off of it. Every, they're making contact with the ground. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bringing up all that, and I, I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't know what that. I'm sure it has some relevance. Yeah. Maybe it's a defensive thing, so you can't see past them or something. Right, I don't know right. About. But either way, it just looks amazing. It looks awesome. Yeah. It looks so cool. Yeah. I like the idea that we are seeing new Star Wars vehicles yeah. that um are still Star Wars flavor. Like yes. we've had TIE Fighters, X Wings yes. for you know all that time. That- and then an X Wing blows up and my boy OI, Oscar Isaac, oh, is yeah. running from the I love that his character, which was not underserved, but not needed in the yes. in the last one right. as much. As, I like that he's becoming our new Han Solo. Yes, and because yeah. uh, he's he's just a dreamboat, and I love him. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. And I would not be disappointed for him and Finn to turn out to be gay lovers. Oh I know no, a lot of fans want that, and I would love for that to happen. I, I mean, as, as be... a proud member of my gay island, yeah, Oscar Isaac can do whatever he wants. Yes. In that respect. yeah, yeah. I just I think that would be a good a that would just be amazing in general. I think that's like it would be a good progressive thing for them to do. But B. I legitimately would like to see those characters fall in love. <laughs> I really like that idea. I remember when um, when Force Awakens came out. Um, you know, obviously there's a criticism. Mirrors, uh, New, New Hope, hope too yeah. much. Mm-hmm. And part of me actually thought that was necessary because you're basically hitting a reset button mm-hmm. on everything. So you keep it to something familiar, or whatever. And was it too familiar sometimes? Yeah, whatever. But as a whole, I enjoyed it. It was awesome, right? Um, but uh, George Lucas, his criticism, one of his criticisms was uh, they didn't do enough new ships, new planets. Yeah, yeah. everything was like. Uh, was Jakku whatever? Yeah, that was, it was, that was Tatooine. Tatooine. Yeah, yeah. Hoth. Mm-hmm. We'd seen Hoth yeah, before. Yeah. You know, all these everything. Uh, Rogue One kind of sort of created like the tropical area. Yeah, like yeah. That. Mm. Um, and I feel like, oh, yeah, that's true. I feel like, um, uh, and a couple new ships, but even though they're old, but they're kind of new. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like the Ewing, I think is one of the best uh, yeah. additions to the, the Star Wars Ewing, universe in a yeah. while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I feel like with this new trailer, even though we only saw glimpses of it. Um, again, I don't know if they're listening to George Lucas, but I think it's a very it was a very valid criticism. Uh, it looks like there's new ships, yes, new uh, planets, new worlds, new yep. environments, yep. ecosystems, whatever. Yeah, and uh, I think hey, just, put, just keep your foot in the gas, keep doing it because yeah. I mean you're world building. You're you're yes. you're, you're now world building yep. again. Yeah, and it's so going to spread out just, further too. Yeah, yeah. because to. we're going to have you know semi yearly big chapters yep. avengers yep. and then shoot off movies of prequels and side right, stories right, right. and all that which yep. yeah I'm you know excited <laughs> sign me it's up it's this weird yeah. structure that's coming out every year now to the movie calendar yeah, it's like, yeah i know this oh, time yeah. of year is this movie you yeah know? And it's like i actually all right, something the term tent pole is like becoming almost literal yes yeah yeah, yeah exactly it's, it's exactly well and on. the summer movie season is now basically march to october oh yeah you know what I mean? now. Yeah. Yeah. there's yeah. a family movie yeah. Out plus, right now yeah plus a uh, december huge you know yes i think yeah. i feel like our lord of the rings kind of started that with the whole yeah and harry yeah. potter movies yeah. Yeah. november december tarantino always gets christmas now yeah right right he does one so yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm so stoked for this next. And I, I just I love the last line of that trailer. I feel like that's a great world expanding idea to introduce to us, yeah. in, especially in a teaser trailer. Actually, yeah, that, that was like something I didn't necessarily expect. I didn't expect that at all. You know, yeah. uh, and so I think that's like pretty cool that we just get to now think about like sit on that and think about yeah, like, like what, what is this mean? movie going to be and how do you come to that conclusion? Yeah, like, I think yeah. that's yeah. one of the yeah. main reasons why we needed to kind of ape New Hope for the new one. Yeah, is that they're they're going to take that formula and subvert it now yes. by doing stuff like that. With I that. agree. Also, if the whole thing, like we were talking about before we started recording, of now the prequels being invoked yes. to explain this larger political story, to show a political cycle, the best way to do that is to show history repeating itself yeah. and just little, you know, little tweaks. That's, totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Yeah. So, and I think that's the way that Star Wars, which has always been timeless, mm-hmm. will remain timeless and be current. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and that's that's a thing that I don't think we really breached. Yeah. Um 
or I mean, Lucas breached it. He yeah, yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. accidentally breached it. But who knows what, what that guy's on? He's he's <laughs> on another planet. <laughs> <laughs> I am super excited for that movie. I, I like can't wait. Also, did you guys see the poster they released for it today? It's yes. awesome. That's it's one of the best posters I've seen. Original precast movie poster. Yep. Yeah. yeah, love yeah. it. And I love that it's like Ray with that blue light on her hand, but everything else is red. Mm-hmm. It like really, really calls out to this idea that Luke is kind of presenting at the end of the trailer of, mm. like, good, bad, fucking, that, like, we just need to, like, true balance is, like, break it all down. Like, mm. just fucking, right. you know, just it's too it. much at war with each other, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I really oh, Well, and that's that also poster. a call to that original Star Wars poster mm. where it's just some, like, he yeah. looks like Owen Wilson. Yeah. Because they, they drew it before and they Leia's ever like, at his feet. And he's got, yeah, and yeah. he's just got that up in the air. Yeah. You know, he's got his lightsaber up in the air. They're calling in that image with her. Yes, her and beam. it's got that like sort of star thing coming off mm-hmm. of it, that like bright light that comes off of right where the hilt right, is. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. I, I'm so excited. I can't wait. Word. The only other news story I had, if you want to do it, if we have time, um, was just that they hired, that Bill Condon might yes. be hired to do Bride of Frankenstein, yes. which oh, really? for my money is the best of all the Universal Monsters movies. Uh-huh. Uh, Bride of Frankenstein is legit. Good. I think it's interesting they're doing that one over just a Frankenstein movie. I think that's kind well, of cool. They tried actually. that. It was like Frankenstein. Oh, Frankenstein. Frankenstein. That was Toro did that. no, no, no. That was just some like the one with um, Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, yeah. He he may the... have produced. Okay, I, I, I know he didn't direct. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he probably and, did. But that ended up. They were going to launch, I believe, the new Universal universe. Uh-huh. Uh, with that movie, and then they just were like, eh. okay. And then they did like Dracula, oh, yeah, or something. Version, version. Yeah. Dracula yeah. Untold, yeah, they did and Wolfman with the Benicio, yeah, yeah, yeah. they yeah. just like, never quite. I liked that movie, no, I thought it was fun and all, yeah. but it was way more violent than I thought it would be. <laughs> That's <laughs> why I liked it, yeah, yeah. But I it haven't was, seen uh, that, like, oh, it's okay. cool. And yeah. it's Joe Johnston, right. the, yeah. the best like movie saver in the uh-huh. business who just can pick up half a product and make it passable. <laughs> He um yeah he did that but so the first official one now is the new mummy right. movie with with Tomboy Tommy Cruise, Cruise. and uh, which I think is going to be pretty cool. I think know? the trailer looked good on the plane that scene of the plane. Yeah, oh yeah, I think like, it's okay, cool. Okay, okay, I'm kind of on board. You know, I like Tom Cruise movies. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> as, as I just saw Jack Reacher too. There's like three scenes where he's funny. running at the it. camera. Yeah. yeah, presumably this time from a mummy. Yeah, yeah. in cool. But uh, Bill Condon did like the last two. The last two uh, Twilight movies, right? But he did like well, he did Beauty and the Beast. Most he did recently. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. He did Mr. Holmes and all. Like he he does these weird like kind of soft gothics. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that suits Brad yeah. Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, yeah. For what it's worth, now will Brad of Frankenstein take that route? Right. Or are we going to be looking at the way they're doing Mummy, which is super like presumably it's like a fast and furious movie with (laughs) with a mummy it is christopher mcquarrie yeah and so (laughs) he could bring he could actually capture what we know to be a mummy movie Mm -hmm. in some type of way but i don't know we'll see i'm I'm curious i'm definitely curious i think he is definitely like an interesting choice i like Mm. that so far these universal and tom cruise are tight now they're that's what they do yeah well they did those mummy movies with brendan fraser yes steven summers did those yeah yes and then they spawned off into like 10 different scorpion king movies which (laughs) <laughs> I haven't seen uh, those. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I've just never been a big fan of Steam Summer. So, um, like that or Van Helsing. I think they were trying to do it back then. Yeah. Um, Van Helsing, I think the best parts were in the beginning when he's like fighting the Hunchback of Notre Dame. And stuff I like didn't that. see that one. I'm either. like, oh, okay, it's kind of cool. It's different, you know? And the movie It's fun, but mundane. it's kind of yeah. bland. Yeah. yeah. Mundane's yeah, it was, the yeah, word. It was yeah. just paint by numbers, I thought. Just mm-hmm. whatever. Just very workmanlike filmmaking, I thought. But you had this budget and all the CJ and you just. And Hugh Jackman was like it. new. Yeah, he was yeah, like our right. new toy. Yeah. Now he's our old one that we just threw out. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, yeah. I'm interested in that. I think that that's a very interesting choice at the very least. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to wait for the word of mouth. One. Yeah. But you're right. Bride of Frankenstein is like, I, that was the one I was surprised to see on the list in general. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. They're actually going to do that. That's interesting yeah. in and of itself. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And from, I think the last one you would expect them to kind of really, you know, hitch their wagon to. And it might end up being great. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's different. Yeah. You know. I just put together what your shirt is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's oh, awesome. Cool. <laughs> It's, uh, he's got a Stranger Things uh, shirt on. for my yeah. lady. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, in the interest of, uh, yeah, moving. Yeah, moving let's this, do it. Should we talk we're about perfect. Free Fire? Yeah, we're good. Yes. Yeah. Um, I guess since this movie doesn't come out for another week or two, right. just so that if you haven't seen it yet, yeah. quick roundtable yeah, thoughts without spoilers. We'll try and do five, ten minutes, and we will warn you before we get to spoilers. Yeah. We'll, we'll make sure we keep the spoiler free for a few minutes, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll warn you, and then you can jump back on in a couple weeks once you get the chance to see the movie, which... I think we all definitely recommend, right? Like I right off the bat. Really, really. Yeah. yeah. I uh I had a really, really good time with this. It was way funnier than I expected. Yeah. I, I think the advertising does a pretty good job of letting you know that it's got a sense of humor. Mm. I don't think it lets you know that it is almost an out and out comedy. Not yeah. I don't know that it'll quite qualify well, all that of way. Ben Wheatley's films are funny. I agree. But this one has more the, the humor's more accessible. Yes. Yeah. It's it's I don't want to say it's broad because it is black. It is niche. Yeah. But it is more broad <laughs> than than is typical. Like there are agree. some people that will see sightseers and, and not get the just funny. not think that it's funny yeah. and just be off put by it. Right. Whereas I I think you'd be hard pressed to find a person that doesn't get one chuckle out of out mm-hmm. of I almost called it high rise free fire. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 I agree. I, I mean, and, and I don't think the laughter was scattered. I mean, I think it was just no, it was consistent. consistent. Yeah. The entire theater laughed consistently the same parts. Yep. You know, so. Uh, yeah, I, I was found myself chuckling a lot. Yeah, you know? but I think the humor almost—it's it, almost essential in a movie like that mm-hmm. because, as advertised, this is a single location gunfight that lasts for ninety minutes. Yep, and that is something that is very easy to fuck up. Oh yeah, and I, I think this nails it. And I think the humor has a lot to do with it because if it was just stylized gunfighting, you can do ten minutes <clears> of that, <throat> and then you need to give a movie. This is much more interested in being a a movie in that sense, mm-hmm. and the humor is kind of what they tell each character's stories through. The humor is what keeps you engaged, even when it does descend into just gunfighting. Right. Despite being a ninety minute action movie, it is heavily focused on its characters, mm-hmm. and yes. that's something that I think like <clears throat> that is something that I. Oh, almost always feel like is lacking in some way when I watch big action movies mm-hmm. is a, is like a real focus on character. So that was like I, really that's where I think the movie is like working at its best for sure. It's just the idea that like he made a ninety minute action movie that is more interested in its characters than it is in delivering like the most incredibly choreographed fight scene you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. You know, um, go ahead, Ivo. And, um, I, I, well, I think when you when you see a movie like a uh, like an action scene like. Um, Let's say I'll pick an example where it was bad. Uh, face off the apartment scene. Uh, Nicholas Cage's character—I forget his character's name. Um, oh, Caster Troy. Yeah, but in his apartment, <laughs> that whole that whole that whole fight scene. Like, yeah. I, it was funny. I almost dropped Cameron Poe. <laughs> that was Con Air. It's Con Air. Yep. <laughs> um, but I remember when I watched that, I had like, um, yeah, as my, I liked that movie for what it was, you know. But I had no sense of space or geometry or anything yeah. during that fight scene. I yeah. remember just—it's it, that's just an example that always comes up in my head when I think of like. An all-out gunfight. Like yeah. I, in this movie, I had a real sense of space. I knew where the truck was. Yeah. I knew where that little cart with the wheels was. Yeah. I had an idea of like, okay, he's about you know fifteen paces that way. You yeah. know, like I, so I think they uh, they did that really well. And uh, the only th- I didn't really know too much going into this movie. Um, just talking to a couple people, whatever. Uh, I think he had built a model 
I heard about of yes. a warehouse or something. I read about it. And he choreographed, which is pretty common, I guess. Some directors do that. But I think it was but also like a bookmarking thing where yeah. it was like, oh, yeah. this body's here. Yeah. This person's here. You know, let's look at our grid of shots. We're yeah. doing this one. Arrange everything to look like this. Right, yeah. right. Like, so I think it was that's where we left off. Yeah. yeah. And it almost feels like because of that, you you almost have to shoot it chronologically. I don't know if they did. But yeah, I don't know. You know, it just I feel like that would be key. This movie is like I feel like you could not come out of this, and you, there's no way to come out of this movie and not think like that was an incredible feat that they yeah. even like pulled that off uh-huh. and made it sensible because it is a 90 minute gun battle where there is new damage and new uh um it, new elements introduced constantly well, you have to keep up with with cuz for a movie where a lot of uh bullets fly yes. the the body count doesn't ratchet up at mm-hmm. a very high yeah. rate off off at the start <clears throat> like it is sustaining these injuries so yes. you know on a production level it's like you've got to paint that bruise on that person's yep. face uh, yeah. They have to remember which of their limbs are now yeah. inoperable. They have right. to remember what they're capable of doing. And yeah. I'm sure there's probably some flubs here or there, sure. but in the you know watching the movie, I I yeah, it felt couldn't seamless you know to me. Yeah. it never yeah, yeah it never it never felt like there was never a point where I was like wait a minute I thought I thought your hand didn't right, work you right. know, or anything like that. Uh, keeping track of that as well as keeping track of how much ammo they have yes. right. of which gun they're using yes. yeah. and then you know. On on the other level, the script just takes care of who's with who and who's against who, what and who just shot yeah. who and who's newly mad at who yeah, and who's yeah. recently forgiven who. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. I lo- I mean, it, uh, I probably I'm just gonna keep doing this because I've been watching so many Fast and Furious movies. But like, it has that level of just like there are constant like new alliances and now mm. new uh, uh, divisions and now new alliances mm-hmm. amongst those divisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like you know. And I loved that about it. It, it was so kind of like fun because it's so focused on the characters. It becomes really fun to like watch those characters have these interactions and have to like deal with the aftermath mm-hmm. of every single interaction right. they have. And uh, there are constant consequences, you know. And I like that like some of the new alliances were by chance. Like he stumbled over here. Oh, now he's right. with this person. Right. Now they're best buds because they have to be. Yeah. You know, but then that also helped build their character yes. development. You know. Yep. Um, and uh, I can always appreciate a drawn out gun battle where most of the bullets miss yeah because you know? in real life that's exactly what happens you know i, that's I feel like everyone's an expert shot in movies and i can't stand it before you know that's why it. i never had a problem with stormtroopers missing everybody uh, agreed you know they're trained i get it <laughs> uh, i'm like yeah yeah they would probably miss <laughs> i just think you know i think when we hit spoilers we should definitely talk like more in depth about that but I, that is i think one of the big takeaways for me of this movie is we keep calling it an action movie mm-hmm. but i think what is so interesting about it is it kind of subverts every expectation you would have as an audience member for a big action movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, It spends a lot of time treating this, even though it's very heightened, treating it like this, if a gun battle actually broke out in front of you, this is what it would be like. It would not be like Face Off. And how it'll tie into our, because later we're doing lists of movies that take place in the 70s that weren't made in the 70s. Yes. And um, one of the things that a lot of movies that like 70s, there's a style that we can all draw. Mm-hmm. You know, we can all picture Saturday Night Fever. We can all picture, you know, uh, very, that's made in the 70s. But we know what the 70s a very looks distinct like. Aesthetic, yeah. And this movie also does that. And it's something that we often not necessarily air, but we often lean into and turn into a, a stylized version. Mm-hmm. And this is a movie that purports to be and advertises itself as precisely that. And then in action almost pulls the rug out from under you and says, no, it's actually not that. Right. It's a bunch of people that, that kind of think they're that. <coughs> right. But 
th- there's real world consequences. Right. There's yeah. a lot of posturing yeah. going on, and the only thing that's going to happen are the real consequences if somebody actually got mm. into a situation. No like one's going to cool their way out of right. this. Exactly. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. Even uh, if there are times you thought somebody might. Right. And it's like no, immediately as soon yeah. as you thought thought it, immediately uh, now they're brought down a peg or something. So it, it takes um, almost every quote unquote money shot you would want away from you. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. It's uh, uh, which is, but that's to its credit. That's not a complaint. That is like to its credit. I mm. think that's very I think specifically that might what it's be doing. what ultimately turns off some people. Yes, is that they're going to go into it expecting some freewheeling, just gloriously mad masterpiece without knowing that you don't really want that. Right, because that would end up being You'd very be numbing. Right, um, but by by. You know, it's the same complaint everyone had about Drive. They went yeah. in wanting Fast and the Furious and got something that is ultimately a, a stronger movie, but is not that. No, yeah. And I think right. this people are going to go in. I mean, the the logo that was on the screen last night before it started was this really stylized, very seventies influenced poster of a gun with a, a finger in the in the barrel, <laughs> yeah. and it was meant to be you know comical and and cool and hip, mm-hmm. and this is not that. Right. You know, it's it's so I think that could turn people away, but. I, that's ultimately what I think is a strength. We should so spoil. Yeah, I, I think we're. <laughs> I, I think we're right there. I th- yeah, I think so. Uh, uh, this movie comes out next Friday, I believe. Uh, you should be able to see it, and we all definitely recommend it. It is really fun. It's really funny, and it is probably not what you're expecting. So uh, I think it's something that will surprise people, and they'll be able to have a good time with. It's yeah. also not not what you're expecting, right? It, yeah, you know, it delivers. Oh yeah. In in many ways, what is what is promised? Yep. It's just what it's promising is not what you think it's promising. Yeah. So uh, I think we're gonna get into spoilers. So if you're listening and you want to hold off until the movie comes out, hit a pause, come back. <clears throat> April twenty first. April twenty first. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, so yeah, next Friday. Perfect. Good. 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 Uh, let's do it. What? Do, where? Where do you guys want to start? I <sighs> think that this movie is going to be read a million different ways, yeah. and it's going to be read. Um, Properly, in all of those ways. Mm -hmm. I've read certain things that talked about it in terms of gender politics, where Mm -hmm. it's just, this is what happens when you give a bunch of, you know, just a bunch of angry dudes that have egos, when you give them guns, this can happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's some dialogue to play into that, I think. Especially from, um, um, uh, why can't I think of her name now? Brie Larson has Mm -hmm. a couple of lines that play right into that. But then what I love about that, too, is that brings it to the next theme, because Brie Larson is not some... You know, she's not some victim. She's not um, a good person. There are no innocents. Um, there's in this no movie. innocence. They're no. all scummy pieces yeah. of shit. So then it becomes this meditation on vengeance. Yeah. Because every character has a chance to just walk out, mm-hmm. and yeah. every character loses their chance to walk out when they decide, ah, we could be on even ground here, but you pissed me off, so I got to do this back to you first. Yep. Yeah. And then it becomes a as as. I, th- I think we should probably start with it is totally about guns. Yes. Yeah. They're not as cool as... Yes. Like, yeah. yeah, guns can be cool, but uh, in real life, there's no such thing as a cool, badass gunfight. No. It's messy. It's sloppy. Everyone yeah. looks stupid, and most people will die. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, one of the things I was trying to get at earlier is I, I, like, uh, I was saying to you earlier, Dan, that I think this is like an anti-action movie in, yeah. the, in the specific sense that <clears throat> within the first five minutes, almost every character gets shot. Mm-hmm. Not... Almost no one dies, but they all get shot. Mm-hmm. And so almost immediately, the movie is not operating on a level of these highly functioning, well-trained gunmen that can do great gunplay and choreographed fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Everyone is injured, and they're moving very slow. The movie is its the slowest action movie I've ever mm-hmm. seen. And I don't mean that in a sense of like it's not exciting, it's not interesting. It's, it is exciting, and it is interesting. 
but everyone moves at like a snail's pace because their leg is shot, their arm is broken, they're they're cr- they're all crawling for mm. most of the movie. Even when they finally get a truck, they're at the end, God forbid running out of ammo yeah. and needing to find more. Right? What a thing! Yeah, <laughs> it's so it plays into this idea that like no, this is what happens. This is really what happens when you use guns. There are no heroes. There are no cool. Uh, you know, nobody leaps into the air and dual wields pistols. There's no cool moves. Mm-hmm. There, no one saves anyone's life at the last second by sliding across the floor. None of that happens. The only thing that happens is people die and get horribly injured. That's it. I, but I love that about it. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's really what it's going for. Well, it really clearly puts out because people think of the because I don't have a lot of experience with guns. No, um, and most people don't. And we think of them as these clinical, precise devices, um, tools even, and they can be. Mm-hmm. And they're designed to be that way. Mm-hmm. But when you're in a state of, I'll say it, free fire, <laughs> um, people forget to take account for the fact that after you pull that trigger, there is an, a completely untethered to anything but physics item flying through the air for however many feet that, that despite being going straight, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. You know, that is a... It's instantaneous, but there's a lot of ground for physical uncertainty there. Mm-hmm. And that is the scariest thing about gun violence is that even the most trained person cannot be they're not untethered from physics. They're right. not and so it's th- this just shows that uncertainty of guns. Mm-hmm. And when a bunch of people actually think like, Well, I have a gun, so I'm good to go. Uh, right at the beginning, when um uh, Killian Murphy's character wants to test the gun. Mm-hmm. One of the arms brokers, Army Hammer, is just like, "Listen, you loaded a gun, so I am pulling my gun out. Yeah, that's all it is. Yep, it's just for safety. Yep. Meanwhile, come to find, neither of these guys would know how to be safe with these things no, if, if no. they, you know, yeah, yep. they're both just. I'm hiding behind this this tool that I have to keep things safe. It's uh-huh. like you are hiding behind an agent of chaos. Yeah. And plus, I, I think there's more than one scene where. Uh, Somebody shot somebody by accident. Like, oh, I shot so and so. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. Oh man, I mean, now oh, he's gonna kill me. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, like yeah. you know. Don't I, tell I, him that I that exactly. I just found those scenes hilarious, and uh, it kind of goes a little bit with the point you just made. Like, oh yeah, um, it's like, just chaos. Uh, I'm gonna react, and uh, once it's, I just shot it's him. Too late. You know? yeah, yep. yeah, exactly. And then now that changes the dynamic between me and you because we were allies. Now mm-hmm. we're not. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, and just uh, I just like some of the other little things in it. Um. Just like, all right, like, because when you're in movies like this, you're like, well, what would I do in this situation? Where would I hide? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like, the one guy had that big, um, I guess they coil rope around it. it was yeah, like a the wheel. wooden wheel. And he's going, I'm like, oh, see, that was smart. I found myself doing that a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know? so. What I love though is that was smart, and then someone shoots through it because it's wood and he yeah, gets shot. Exactly. You know? I lo- oh, I love that this movie played. You and I have talked about this with like when we saw Hard Boiled, we were laughing about mm-hmm. how one of the rules of Hard Boiled is if you get behind something, anything, you are impervious to bullets. Mm-hmm. And this movie plays with that notion that we all watch movies, so we think we could just get behind something yeah. and it would be impervious to bullets. And that is never true no. in this movie. Mm-hmm. Only when they're behind like concrete. And even yep. then, yeah. like their legs sticking out. Oh, like, yeah. shot in the leg. Yep. You know, like, yep. you know, so there's a lot of ricocheting in this movie too. Oh, I, yeah. I appreciate that because uh, bullets really do that. Oh yes. <laughs> you know, so and there's um, I, I think a lot of the like the ricochet to to jump into it sucked because our theater had the volume down. Yeah. yeah. But the sound editing in this movie or the sound mixing or whichever the fuck it is, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Um, really I good. thought that was really strong. Yeah. They did things where they, they made punchlines out of it with the dialogue mm-hmm. where someone would be speaking from across the room and you'd hear it far away and then it would cut to them close up and the sound would be close up. Mm-hmm. Um, in scenes, and I'm sure we'll talk about the geography shortly, yeah, we will. but in scenes where people are shooting and it's, it's calamitous, yeah. the sounds of where the bullets were going in the mix 
and where their volume would would pop, you could tell. You could get a geography of the bullets based mm-hmm. on the sound. They built a lot. I uh, think he by definitely is. Sound. Yeah, I think he's definitely trying to direct your attention in ways more than like with more than just the visuals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when we talk about movie movies, where it's like you use everything at your disposal, he's really like working hard at like trying to direct you through the story mm. with without strictly using the visuals at his disposal. He's using the sound. He's using we all so kinds of stuff. often don't, short of bullet time, yeah. and characters just kind of looking around like, Ooh, oh, it missed yeah, me, right, you know, right. like stuff like that. Short of those, bullets don't really play a part in, you know, we see squibs, we yeah. see uh, muzzle flare, but they don't really play a part in any sort of gun story no. in that sense. And in here, I think they kind of did. Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, there's hardly ever blood in in movies with guns anymore. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and so I think this movie definitely was going out of its way to be like, oh, there's blood. There's also actual bullets that come out of the guns. They make loud sounds that are hard to listen to and make hearing things afterwards difficult. Like, they really went the full bore on like this is really what happens when you fucking fire a gun. Mm. Uh, which I don't know. That was like my kind of my favorite thing about it. Actually, was just mm. that idea of uh, of just the insanity of guns. I guess. Oh, and you know, it's it's just a good reminder that guns are very dangerous and they're not cool. They can be cool. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. they can be tools. Yep. But you know, when <laughs> not in not in a situation like this. Yeah, especially when it's a bunch of. I mean, as realistic, quote unquote, as all those like shooting was, and you know, like damage in the walls. Yeah. It's not there. Whatever. Um, everybody was kind of silly, mm-hmm. in it, yes. you know, varying degrees of it, but everybody felt like a movie character, mm-hmm. which okay. I appreciated. Like that I actually, is, I had a lot of fun with that. They're you know? putting a. That's one of the things that I love about the '70s setting is that each one of those people clearly has has a an archetype that they mm-hmm. want to be. Uh, Army Hammer wants to be kind of yeah, the suave to secret. I'm pulling my gun out because exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, Vernon, yeah. uh, Charlton Copley, uh, Copley's oh, character. He stole the show. I he thought. stole the. Oh, he was great, and he, was great. he um. He wants to be the Scarface kind of. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I guess the, this predates Scarface, but he wants to be like that type kind of, of arms dealer. <laughs> yeah, and, but the thing yeah. is, they're they're all trying to be that. Um, uh, Brie Larson's character kind of wants to be a little bit of a femme fatale. She mm-hmm. kind of gets there. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not going to know his name. I'm just going to call him Black. I'm sorry, Martin, dude. Martin was the character. Martin. Martin. Thank and you. Martin kind of wants to be like they said at one point. Oh, he was a he was a panther. It didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. yeah and so like you can tell he's also trying to put on a face. Put it, and yeah. everyone's putting on these images. And and hiding behind these shields, if you will, right. yep. and then we just watch these bullets kind of poke holes in those shields. It's true, you know they're all they're all posturing in some type of way, and it's fake. Yeah, that, I, I think that definitely like I, I had the same thought you did, uh, Evo, where I was like, oh, these care. It's it's interesting that this movie is sort of trying. Part of the point of it is to set this in like the most realistic world possible, so that like all of this gun violence happens mm-hmm. in very real ways. But then the characters are almost like these cartoon characters, mm-hmm. who are, like so big and over the top. Uh, which makes the movie a lot of fun, and I enjoyed that about it. But I really, by the end of it, kind of came around to what you're saying, Dan, where I was like, I think this is actually meant to be like, they're all posturing. They think they're being heightened because they want to be. And they think once they're behind a gun, they can be that guy. It's like they've seen the movies that this is riffing off of, and they're like, I want to be that guy, and I'm in a gun deal, so I get to be that guy. And then it turns out it's not like that. Who's to stop me? Exactly. I can be that guy. Right, Mm -hmm. right. Uh, and then they find out guns don't fucking help you with any of that. Well, and it's it's you know like instead of being a a meditation on vengeance, and vengeance comes from ego. Yeah, where it's like I everything's fine, we can just walk away. But it's like, well, no, everything's not fine. There was even a line where 
um, Vernon, Charlton uh-huh. Copley's character, was like, well, no, it's not over because he pissed me off. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, you know. No, now I've been insulted. Now yeah, I've been yeah, insulted. Yeah, yeah. He, like, oh, he ripped gonna... my suit. Yeah. He poked a hole in, in my exterior. And, 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 in and the they shoulder all end pad. up suffering. They all oh, really, yeah. especially yeah. him. Yeah. 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 Everybody suffers like yeah. a lot, you know? And it's all, it's. A couple uh, gruesome deaths. The starkest yeah. example is when uh, Brie Larson, when she fires her first shot, she hasn't shot anybody yet. Yep. And at this point, we still kind of understand her to be. Potentially, to be the hero, like potentially the, the altruistic one. Yeah, she kind of yeah. just coordinated, I think, this thing, right? She, she coordinated, but she brought she the also, parties together, but... She also was going to use snipers to kill everybody mm, yeah, and, exactly. and take the money. Blood. <laughs> and so, but even her... Martin are together, right? She's, yeah. uh, you know. they're, they're at least teamed up. They I don't know what their kind of thing is. And there's a part where she can pretty much leave, yep. and she decides, oh, no, fuck you, and she decides to shoot Harry, and then he shoots her right back, and now... Well, you don't have your out anymore. Right. Exactly. Everybody blows an out on an ego and on a chance to get vengeance. It's weird. Yeah, it's this weird one-upsmanship. Yeah, yeah. Um, that um, I mean, it made for a great movie. Yeah. You know, ego-driven, I think. Yeah. Is but I mean, we see yeah. it everywhere. That's mm-hmm. that's what people do. It is like one of the we all have it in us. Vengeance feels good. That's why Kill Bill rules because mm-hmm. we get to watch it right. without enacting it. But uh, it's it's the most human thing in the world, and it's like one of those caveman things we got to shed. Yeah. I don't think we will, though. No, <laughs> no, we never will. I'm, nah, but, you know, hopefully. But, you know, this movie, it's a step in the right direction because I took that away from it. Someone else might. On yeah. this note, did you guys notice one of my... Uh, this was like... Uh, I really like this about it. So I, and I, I made a note of it as soon as it happened. And then, sure enough, he came back around to it at the end of the movie. Uh, <clears> when they're walking into the factory for the first time, somebody says, oh, this factory shut down. I wonder what they used to make. And somebody responds, whatever it is, Nobody needs Nobody it needs anymore, it. Yeah. right? So, so what I first thought about that, I was like, oh, that's that's a really great metaphor because it's this idea that like we've got these industries that are like collapsing and failing, but you know what people always are gonna put money into is guns. Mm-hmm. Like this factory gets repurposed as a place to deal guns because right. no matter what, people are always going to want guns. Mm-hmm. It's like a sad commentary on like. Yeah, this factory was built and gave a bunch of people jobs for like a long time. Oh, war is the best business in the world. Yep, and it's it got the sh- biggest and, and best. it got shut down. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever they were making, it got shut down. A bunch of people lost their jobs. But as long as we got war, we got guns, we got blah blah blah. Right. So I was like, what a great commentary. But then at the end of the movie, they finally reveal what the factory actually made. And it was umbrellas. Yeah. Something yeah. that we will never not need. Yep. Yeah. So, like, even something we absolutely, like, more than guns, something we actually yeah. do need more than guns, even that got shut down in favor of. And an umbrella guns. is something that invariably its only function is to protect, protect you. Protect you. <laughs> it's yep. right, right, to keep right. you safe. Yep. It's a shield. It's a shield. Yep. yep. Exactly. I, I love. I thought that was great. That was like that such was a great such a funny movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, I mean, it's a good visual. He yeah. also got a great joke a out of it out for of it. sure. Exactly. Oh, I love yeah. when he he goes to put up the umbrella and it's just you know it's just a it has no meat to it. It's just yeah. the frame. It's yeah. just the wire. Yeah, and even that too is like I love that by the end of it the the presumable two characters standing of Army Hammer and Killian yeah. Murphy. They both kind of reach this thing of like we've both. We've both suffered about equally. Yeah, yeah. I think we can be friends, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did really like that once it got down to the two of them, I had a legitimate moment where I was like, I, I, 
like this. This is cool. I enjoyed the two. I I I, I hope that this movie goes to spend a beer with them. Like, yeah, I hope yeah. that's how this ends. I love <coughs> I love that. Like I actually had that moment where I was like, I don't know why, but suddenly I'm rooting for these two, yeah. and I would like to see them get a beer, and then that's it took it away from me. Yeah. Well, that's I when you're that. writing a, a film with just despicable shit yeah. characters. Not shitty, but like they're shitty people. Yes. Yes. Um, you got to get there somehow. Somehow. And I yeah. don't know how they did it. I just know that when he said, uh, oh, I'll tell you a John Denver story, <laughs> and then he gets killed, yeah. I was a little bit miffed because I wanted to hear that yeah, John Denver story. I was like, I, I bet there's a very funny story <laughs> there, but, you know, there's not. Nope. <laughs> you know? And um, th- I wasn't rooting for anyone, but I also wasn't not rooting for anyone. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, there was nobody I'm like, oh, I hope this guy just dies. Right. So he's out of the picture. I'm tired of him. Nobody. Everybody I liked, even like the junkies and mm-hmm. whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, everybody brought something to the table. Like, totally. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, just it was good character work for a movie that uh, had better character work than I think I had any right to have. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes, yeah, you know, for that type of movie. Uh, but this is the first Ben Wheatley, ben Wheatley movie I've ever seen. Oh, oh dude, I know, man, I know, dig I, deep. Yeah, I know. I just highly recommend seen it, checking yeah. more of them out for sure. A kill list is on my quote unquote list. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that stars so how, Michael Smiley. He's really? he was Frank. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's great at it too. Mm-hmm. He's good in all Luther. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've like not the, seen that. Great. I love that I've show so great. much. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. I haven't seen the final, like, I think they did, like... It's uh, Season four is two episodes. Okay. Well, uh, what was season three? I think I may have only seen a portion of three. Four episodes. Okay, so I haven't seen the three The first two episodes are one two. killer or case. Mm. Second two episodes, whatever. But season four is just basically, they call it like, the movie. But they're mm. but uh, Idris Elba said, i uh, probably going to do a fifth. Uh, who knows? I need to but do that was, like, two years ago. So, Lufa. Uh, but anyway, yeah, but he's really good. And he plays, like, the... Metro Police is like tech guy. He's a detective, but yeah. he, he's the one who like, all right, well, let's let's hack these hard drives to see what's going on with this mm-hmm. killer stuff. Like that. So he's that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, he's that guy, and then I, um, when I was really happy to see him in a, yeah, he uh, was great. Uh, Free fight. He's uh, a he's a uh, Wheatley regular. Mm-hmm. Is he? Okay. Yeah, he's like one of his buddies. Yeah, he's good. I think he's Irish, right? Is he Irish? Um, I'm not sure. I, don't know. I, I first saw him in Spaced. Remember Spaced? Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah, was yeah, the yeah. the club kid friend. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, he was he was, he has the one line where he's like, you know, when I go out and party all this time, but I just say, you know, I can't get over these fucking moon swings. <laughs> <laughs> he has like a meltdown. Then back to you know dancing. You want to talk geography? Because I think that's a big thing with this movie that I would definitely like to talk about. So you were reading stuff that a lot of people had an issue with. Yeah, so I think a lot of people got to see a preview screening of this last night. I was reading a lot of reviews online from people even outside of our our screening. um, And there were quite a few negative reviews of this movie uh, that mostly centered on the idea that this movie has no geography. Uh, the opposite. <laughs> so and so did Dan. Oh. Uh, and so this is what I here's my big thing about this. This is what my experience with the movie was that I rarely knew who was shooting at who. I rarely knew who like when somebody was aiming and firing their gun. I, I rarely understood who it was they were aiming at. That said, I was never lost in the movie. Mm-hmm. I knew where everybody was. I knew who was on whose side at any given time, unless the movie didn't want me to. I, I did follow the movie, but I did get frustrated at a certain point where I was like, I really just fucking wish I knew who she was shooting at when she's shooting right now. Mm. But what I came to think by the end of it was, A, I know I've seen Ben Wheatley movies. It's not like he's a bad editor or has no sense of geography. He's good at both of those things. So these are intentional choices intentional, he's exactly. making. So why is he making them? And so I thought, like, probably because, again, if we're trying to set this in, this gun battle is real. This is what a gun battle would be like if you were really in a gun battle, I would be completely disoriented, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And so I think he was trying to bring me into the disorientation of the characters. And I think that for the most part, it was successful. 
uh, I was so frustrated by it. So maybe there was like a better way he could have done that to like keep things a little clearer for me, but still give me the mm. disorientation. I the I guess really why I want to talk about it is because I did feel a frustration with the geography, but it's very clear to me that that was very intentional. And that's part of that's supposed to be part of the experience See, I don't of the think movie. That, that frustration could exist unless the geography itself was actually quite good, right? Because I didn't find it to be frustrating, um, but I also don't think there was because I never asked the question of who are they shooting at, yeah. And so I don't think it ever had a chance to frustrate me because I either knew where they were shooting at or I it didn't seem to matter to the moment, right? And so, and I think you're right. I think there is a lot of stuff that was purposefully, um, uh, what's the word, just riotous and yeah. all over the place, just so that. Uh, you know, you you feel that disorientation of being in a gun battle, but I think for the most part, not only did we either not need to know, but right. I don't think the characters necessarily knew. Right. And to me, more impressive than keeping something tight and clinical the entire way is purposefully going into messiness and then pulling it back into mm -hmm. clarity. Mm -hmm. And they did it. Uh, you mentioned the one punchline where they're shooting everywhere and then they're oh shit! I just shot. <laughs> Ord, I just shot him. Yeah, I shot. Ord. I shot Ord. Yeah, and uh, yeah. he's gonna kill me. Don't tell him. Yeah. And it's just because they're just freely just firing everywhere. Yeah. Yep. And so I, I didn't find it frustrating. I think I was just too entertained by yeah. the the moments to even think that that was. I never gave it consideration. Well, yeah. that that reason I really wanted to dispute, like that's the thing is like I'm basically making the same criticism as a lot of these negative reviews, mm. but like the reason I'm doing it is so that I can actively dispute it. Well, I think Be what leads to a lot of negative reviews is what is the intention of the, the right. filmmaker. Exactly. And so like I like I really want to dispute that criticism, even though I also felt it. Like I did feel mm. it, but I think people are misunderstanding that feeling that they're getting because I really mm. think it's intentional. And I really think it's actually proves how masterful the filmmaking mm -hmm. is that even though I was frustrated by that and didn't always understand who was shooting at who, I never felt lost in the movie. Mm -hmm. Like, as frustrated as I was by those particulars, I was never lost. I knew exactly what was going on almost the whole time. That, I think, is actually a really impressive feat that, as you said, like, really goes to show how precise the editing actually is, even if it feels weird or You couldn't messy. feel frustrated by a lack of structure unless the structure was there in the first place. <laughs> right, if right. it was a exactly. mess from moment one, you would just be like, well, this is a watch. Yeah, this sucks. But then the yeah. question that I would ask is like, can you imagine a super stylized where you know where every possible shot is going I at all times? I would it. would be bored. Boring. You think you want that movie. This is the movie, you know, you think you want Fast and the Furious when you actually want Drive. You know, mm -hmm. like you mm -hmm. think you want this, but 90 minutes of that is... Exhausting. It's exhausting. It's numbing, and it, it would end up just being like, "Oh, this should have been it a short like a noise." Yeah. yeah, it becomes white noise, and this I, yeah. I think absolutely validates its length, I which totally isn't agree. very long. No. and it's because it line. keeps you going. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I I I kind of piggyback what you just said. Uh, I absolutely think that whole frustrated feeling was what he wanted us yeah. to feel. Yeah. Because I felt it too, but I wasn't. It wasn't. I wasn't dissatisfied by it. Right. I'm like, okay. Right. This is where I'm at now, and then he kind of resets the room. Yeah. You know. Yep. And it's like, okay, quick long shot. I see Frank over there. Yeah. Boom, boom, yep. boom. Yep. A pillar, the van, boom. Yep. I'm back where I need to be. Yep. Okay. And um, they had just enough of that where, um, uh, you know, like I said, at times I did kind of feel lost, but I'm like, okay, he's doing this on purpose. Mm -hmm. Maybe I wasn't telling myself that, but I was feeling yep. it. Okay. And then, um, then, like I said, he just kind of reset everything, and uh, I was back where I needed to be. So, and at no point did I feel uh, irredeemable. That's uh, what I'm looking for. Uh, where I was just going to stay lost. Right, I where you were just yeah. like, this has broken it for exactly, me. Exactly, yeah. And yeah. at no point did it even get there right. for me. Yeah. So, Which um, happens 
so, so often. fucking often oh, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, anyone who listens to this knows I fucking hate shaky cam and yep. hypercutting. Yeah. And this isn't that. No, 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 no absolutely not, not that. Nope. No. I, I was like ultimately super impressed by it. Like, even mm-hmm. though I had those frustrations with it, I've like just in 24 hours totally come around on like, I really think that was all like kind of part of the plan and mm-hmm. actually worked the way it yeah, was supposed to. It was all to. intentional. Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just, um, that was really why I wanted to bring that up because I just, I'm almost frustrated at people's level of frustration with it, even though I shared it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, right, right. I, I think people are kind of missing what was actually going on because they were too busy being like, oh, what the fuck? You know? Mm-hmm. Well, I think where you differ from a lot of people, from, from based on what you how you describe some of the negative critiques, was that yeah. uh, theirs was very reactionary, like "Oh, this is frustrating," blah blah blah. Yeah. You know? Again, you can feel how you want to feel. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, whereas you kind of sat on it, you chewed on it a little bit, yeah. and then like, "Oh, maybe this is why." You yeah, know? yeah. Um, again, I think sometimes um, everyone's a little guilty of sometimes like uh, giving the director too much credit, but I don't think this is the case in this, right. in this movie. Right. I absolutely think um, everything was intentional, and I really think um, he hit pretty much all his marks when oh, yeah. he needed to. But I think, um, too, this is one that if you watch it a second time, because we watched it in a theatrical mm-hmm. setting where we're having big reactions yep. to, right, right, right. to the bigger moments, um, you know, you're and you're taking it in, you're processing the information for the first time. Watching it a second time when you kind of already know yeah. the, the course of events, you already yeah. know where people are going to go where, I bet it's much clearer. I think yeah, it really I think is. that happens, you know, and it still is going to be purposefully, uh, you know, messy, purposefully yeah. just you know, all over the place. Exactly. <laughs> But I think, I mean, any movie where I watch a movie and I go, oh, I, I, I like that a little bit. Then yeah. I watch it a second time when I don't have to accept every new piece of information as new where yeah. I'm just, you know, reading it again. It usually gets better. It usually gets clearer. Yeah. I think this is going to benefit from that. And it's also a movie that, even if you're not trying to dig into it, I think has immense rewatch I value. think it's so wildly fun and funny. I don't mm-hmm. know how, like... I saw a couple just like one star reviews today that were just like the geography was bullshit and I didn't know what was happening. This, but and I was like, but did you did you not have fun? Like yeah. what did what did it? What yeah. movie were you watching? Well, I had a great dialogue time. for a movie yeah. like this. You know, yeah. there's not enough time to sit. There. I mean, based on the structure, there's just not enough time to be like, oh man, I'm lost. I'm because the next thing's happening. Yeah, right. the next funny thing's happening. Yeah. The next, you know, I I still I close my eyes just picturing Army Hammer pop up from behind the box. Yeah. And fire the what was it AR seventy one I think something it was, like that yeah just spraying it into the darkness and doing it cold and clinical like yeah. he's a military guy but not hitting shit not hitting anything but that is like a big uh, rumbling satisfying yeah. moment and it's just a great spot of filmmaking that when yes. I close my eyes I, I see it and I want to go there yeah I don't want to go there but you know yeah. <laughs> takes the one guy out kind of by accident mm. the one sniper he kind of just fires randomly in the dark yeah he's yeah got right in his stomach and it's like all right you know, even the snipers aren't hitting yeah no they're just yeah. hitting shit all yeah. around yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, that's I did really like that idea that like there are a couple of characters in the movie that I think we can assume appear to be pretty highly trained gunmen. That even highly trained gunmen can't just fucking hit their mark every time. They're guns. They're like they're, mm-hmm. you know, these are moving targets and guns. No one is actually that good mm-hmm. at it. You and, know? I, and I appreciate the part where um like all right, um Ord, um I know he kind of fa- he fancied himself as kind of as like sophisticated. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, but um, I mean, at the end of the day, he probably was more skilled than most of the people. Uh, I would the think guns. so. He's that was probably my like assumption. the guy, you know. But um, even like when like I think he shot is shot in the arm. He's trying to fire at the I forget the long haired guy who's fighting with the junkie. Harry. Harry. Yeah, and he's in his car. He's firing. Bobo at him. Seth Rogen. But yeah. He, yeah. 
but he can't hit him. So he really has his other arm because they they made a point earlier. You're better off shooting with two hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can't bring his damaged arm up. <laughs> he finally does. Two hands, Vernon. He's a little more accurate but because he hits the window. Yeah, yeah. But he still doesn't get him. No. Nope. Like and I, I just appreciate little stuff like that because I think they kind of layered a lot of that. They did, know? yeah. And to, and to I think make that it also like speaks to his character where it's like, this guy clearly has training and he has never seen battle once. <laughs> right, right. Exactly, you know, he's exactly. never been put into the yeah. shit. Right, right. Because he's, he's never needed he to. He looks the part. He yeah. looks the part. Yeah. He has the training. But, right. you know, I can be... I can I can rock a batting cage, but if you put me in a major league game, I could crumble. You know, it's, yeah, it's yeah, just right. a different thing. Yeah. And I and to be clear, I cannot rock a batting <laughs> cage. Uh, that wasn't I wasn't talking about me. I was yeah. talking about the colloquial <laughs> eye. So you know, <laughs> the colloquial eye. That's a great album title. Oh yeah, the colloquial eye yeah. for my new band. Um, I'll come up with something later. <laughs> um. And I actually like Army Hammer. I mean, I, I, I mean, really like. I think he was he was good at um, Social Network, the, uh-huh. the Winkle Boss, yeah. right? Uh, I only saw some of uh, Lone Ranger, and the movie was meh. But uh, I thought he was fine in mm-hmm. it, like that. But I'm like, I like to see him in more things. I thought I think he's um he's another one of those guys who yeah, he's, he's a good looking guy. He could probably be a leading guy type of whatever. But um, I feel like uh, he's got a sense of humor, like because mm-hmm. the way he delivers some of his lines, very dry, very totally. you know. I thought um, okay, this guy's got some chops, like yeah. as far as like comedy. I, stuff, I would so. actually like to see him do like a pretty big broad comedy. I yeah. think he'd be interesting oh, in one of those. Yeah. I, I gotta see Man from Uncle still because I yeah. hear that that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I've been and told I hear that good. he's really. Fun. Uh, Ryan was talking about it. He said that that movie is a movie where there's there's romances with women, but it's very clear that the romance is just this this respect disdain bromance between yeah. him and Henry Cavill which is hilarious. Right, I was right. not crazy about that movie but the two of them are so charming in it that it's like totally worth watching just mm. to watch them act together and like mm. their their character's relationship right. to unfold. It like in an action movie the best scene in that movie is when they're trying suits on together and like kind of making like trying to undercut each other but being like you don't look that great in that. Like it, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. There's a uh I don't remember which iteration of Batman it was. It yeah. predated the current, you know, Justice League path that we're on. But Army Hammer was on the short list to be a Batman for a while. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was going to be George Miller's Batman, it. I believe, for his okay. Justice League movie. Yeah, I could see that in some I type of way. Um, actually, it'd kind of be the perfect mix of like, because I I don't love Christian Bale's Batman, right? But I love his Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you would have that aspect of the Bruce Wayne where it's like he could do the Playboy thing uh-huh. and, you know, as we know that it's just kind of a, a front, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, as a Batman, you know, I see Batman grizzled now, but who knows, you know, if this yeah. was post-Clooney uh, Batman where he was just kind of, you know, unstoppable. Yeah, yeah. I could see Army Hammer doing it. Yeah. I, I yeah. like Army Hammer, and I thought he was really good in this. I, and I love that his name is is very close to Armand Hammer, <laughs> which is just so crazy that that happened, yeah. and no one pumped the brakes on it. <laughs> they just let him be born, and this Army Hammer. Is that his real name? I, I don't no know. Yeah, it it's could be like, like something. Glenn Johnson or something. <laughs> Let's find out. Because that sounds like a movie name. It's probably Glenn Johnson. It's a cool name. It's badass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Evo, I know you're on a timetable here, and I know you spent some time making a list. Dan, do you feel his like- name is Armand Douglas Hammer? Hell so yeah! So his name nice. is Army Arm- Hammer. A- no, his name is literally Armand Hammer. Armand Hammer, yeah, that's so <laughs> crazy. And he went with actually, that's probably why he went yeah. with Army was yeah. to avoid Armand. Yeah. And it's oh my god, wow, <laughs> that blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's like uh, when someone pointed out that Billy D. Williams' name is William D. Williams. Yeah, yes. <laughs> That's right, insane. right, right. <laughs> Armand Hammer. I love him more now. 
I know this keeps us tight on our Free Fire discussion, but since Evo put a little time into his list and we're coming to the end of Evo's time, you want to move on to lists? Yeah, absolutely. And then we can we can we can bounce back some, here yeah, if we, we need to. Touch yeah. on, uh, uh, so the list that we decided to go for was uh, in honor of Free Fire, a movie that takes place in I, I want to say this at seventy eight. Yeah, I don't know exact year, but okay, it takes place in the seventies, but was made you know in I think twenty sixteen. I guess they would have had to yeah, have produced yeah. it. So we wanted to go through some of our favorite movies that take place in the 70s with the caveat that they cannot have been made in the 70s. Guys, it turns out this caveat we came up with rules out a lot of my favorite movies that take uh, place in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Well, I will I will just say, just so that it doesn't have to be on my list since we already did an episode on it, yeah. the arguable best one is Boogie Nights. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's on my list. That's, yeah, I, I knew that was be there. Yeah. So yeah. we can save time. Listen to the Boogie Nights episode. Yes, we did it. Unless Nights there's something episode. you want to say about it, I'm Boogie Nighted out. Uh, no, I just I think it's a great movie. And yeah. uh, I mean, I think uh, the only, f- I don't even say flaw, but it does feel like the first half of the movie is a little better than the second half. Okay. Yeah. You know? So it feels like two movies. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I'm not mad about that. Does no, that make yeah, sense? Yeah. You know, I absolutely love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies about family, and yeah. I just find a whole period of porn and stuff uh-huh. is fascinating. And I actually oh, think yeah. it's one of yeah. the best uh, movies that just like sets itself in the 70s mm-hmm. and really feels like it's in the 70s. It's, yeah. I think it's one of the better executions of that. Uh, I'll throw one out here. Uh, I let's go with uh, Anchorman is a fun easy Anchorman's one. Anchorman's on my list as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anchorman is. Uh, I don't know. It's just uh, the idea of looking back on the 70s in a just totally absurd way is uh, pretty enjoyable, I think. And right. uh, it doesn't really go for like pulling the 70s off, I would say, if that makes any sense. It's using the 70s as like a joke backdrop yeah, exactly, more yeah. than a- anything serious. But uh, it is a lot of fun. I mean, that's one of my favorite. Co- I mean, that is probably the the comedy that introduced me to the idea of like truly absurd comedy. Mm-hmm. I was like young enough when that came out that I was like, Oh, I didn't know movies could be this stupid mm. and still be enjoyable. I remember the first time I saw it, I didn't care for it. And yeah. then when Same I saw it later, me. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite comedies. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like I laugh at something new every time I mm-hmm. watch it. Yeah. And it definitely it's um it's a joke machine for sure. Oh, absolutely. And um, yeah, I think the whole seventies, the fact that it is the seventies is part of a joke. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's um the men drinking drinking at, at the new at the news anchor table, whatever. Yeah. Whatever that's called. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but uh, it's just the news desk, right? I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Desk. yeah, I don't know things, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, and um, uh, m- one of my movies I said Boogie Nights and uh, Anchorman were definitely on my list, yeah. Uh, you guys might have this. I kind of count two movies as one, okay. Uh, Goodfellas and Casino, oh, yeah. I uh, I, I ultimately them eliminated them. the full decades that they end that, up. In yeah, I feel like a, a, a chunk, a huge chunk took place in yes. the seventies. So I kind of went well, with Casino them, the and 70s. they're just such good movies. I think. Oh, I, I think it is in the seventies. You got to see Casino. I know. Yeah. I've never seen it, but I, it was on a bunch of lists today of like seventies oh, set mm. movies. Um, it's just so iconic. Both movies. Um, it doesn't all what people sometimes argue. I mean, I think Goodfellas is the better movie, but uh, I do hear. I've heard some compelling arguments that mm. people say. Casino might be better. I go but. back and forth between them, and I think it just comes <laughs> down to which one I m- watched most recently. Yeah, that's, that's how I am. Every time, the I'm first like, two oh, aliens, so good. Yeah, yeah, that's how I am. It's like, no, this is my favorite. No, this is my favorite. You know? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I have those two. Um, we also did an episode on uh, that recently as well, so you can listen to us talk about that movie as well if you want. Um, should I just go through my list? Yeah, go ahead, or, man. Hit, hit uh, us with more. So my other two. Um, uh, this they never explicitly say it really, but Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, I thought it's about It's very that. stylized, like the yeah. 70s, like the outfits and this and yeah. that there. Oh, the um, bomber is, is pure 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, I, um, that's, that's... It's definitely a 70s aesthetic, and I don't right. think it makes it clear when it's set. So yeah. you could argue that. Yeah, I think he kind of does that with a lot of his movies. Yeah. They're kind of time, 
like I don't say timeless, but they like exist out yeah, of without time. a period, basically. Yeah. But definitely influenced by his period. Um, oh, yeah. So uh, Time Bombs, um, I think it might be his best movie, but Rushmore is my favorite. Yes. So yeah, yeah. I actually might agree with that's that. That's kind of yeah. how I'm, uh, you know, although I, I, like his, I like all his movies. And another movie um, I liked um, uh, because I, I just am very interested in his period of history, and it was a unique revenge movie, Munich. Oh, dude, that's on my list. Is it on nice. Oh, that was a Munich great movie. Munich is so good. Yeah. I Munich think Munich is like one underrated, of those actually. Yeah, it really me. is. You know? yeah. The scene in Munich where, because this is one of those where it, it haunts me, like, because it's not gruesome or anything, but where the woman hits on him at the bar and it's it's like she's she's gorgeous and she is smooth. She is just so, and, and you just believe she's into him. Yeah. And he. Fights every urge and says, I'm married. Sorry, leave me alone. And then the next day he finds out she was an assassin <laughs> and his friend is dead. And she just did the same exact moves on his friend. And that kills me because I'm watching it. I'm going, fuck, she, she probably would have killed me. <laughs> right. She probably yeah. would have killed me. Yeah. And the only She's thing that saved him was his virtuosity. Like, <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. It's, it's awesome. And I like that. Um, like, like I said, it's a revenge movie. That actually happened. There's, it's like, right. I mean, everything I know about that period, and I, I, I delved more into it when I'm right before that movie came out. Just kind of, you know, I that knew what happened in Munich and stuff like that. Yes. Um, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's actually from what I understand, it's very accurate. You yeah. know, uh, I thought it was very good. Um, and uh, just how calculating everybody was, you know, oh, yeah. and um, it was definitely a seventies movie. You know, yeah. like um, mm. with the bombs they made and everything was just, you know, um, I don't know. I just thought it was a great cast. Even um, the I like beginning it. of the Olympics, because, I mean, because it's the 70s, not in America. Right. And then when we see the Olympics, that's where it kind of tethers itself to what we view as our classic image of the 70s. Mm-hmm. Right, right. we see what the athletes look like. Right. We, we get that vibe. That was brutal when they teams. came and took them and shot a couple of them. Or yeah. right there. It was just nuts. Yeah. And the one whole, guy gets like, stabbed in the scalp in that scene, oh, and it, it hurts to yeah. look at. Yeah. And then um, I like when they're kind of getting the whole team together. Uh-huh. And all this, it has all these elements of these movies. I, I, there's things I love in movies. And it's real. Well, and even it's like, like the oh, whole gather like, the gang for the heist is right. such a seventies staple. It, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, I thought it was excellent. And I also, um, uh, around that time, I kind of wasn't too aware of like, like I always thought like, oh, if you're a big director, you can make whatever movie you want. Yeah. Well, he made this movie because he made War of the Worlds. Right. Like they needed a movie. I think um, they gave him a date, and they're like, hey, get get this War of the Worlds movie done. And he's like, all right, fine, but I'll do this if you give me the money for Munich because yeah. he's been trying to make Munich for years. Yeah. And uh, I, I thought Munich was a very, I don't even want to say underrated, um, although it is. Um, but Maybe I don't it's really, underseen. I don't, underseen, exactly. Yeah. Underappreciated, I yeah. think, too. Because um, I don't know anyone who saw it and didn't care for it. I thought, I, 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 I've spoken about it, like, yeah, it was a good movie, you know? I just don't think enough people talk about it. Right. And when people talk about, like, Spielberg movies, like, um, I mean, lately, he's kind of like, since, like, they tend part, not to think about that era of Spielberg. They don't. It yeah. just kind of glossed over. When you think about it, it's just as long as. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's uh, as Jones big and period. important as, yeah. as Schindler's List. Yeah, because it, it yeah, just doesn't, Schindler, it's not exactly. as, like, grabbable, you yeah. know? Exactly. When he did Schindler's List, then he did was a... Uh, the other Ryan. thing, too, is when Schindler's List came out, I mean, nobody didn't know what the Holocaust is. Right. But Munich, that was the first time I was ever told yeah. that story. People just right. knew. Yeah, I know? didn't know So it it's like, I didn't yeah. go to see the Holocaust movie. Right. I just went because I liked Eric Bana, I liked Spielberg, yeah. and yeah. I heard it was a good story. And then yeah. it's like... That was my that was my lesson. Right, yeah. right, and um, it's actually still my sole lesson in that piece of history. <laughs> if you ever get a yeah. chance, watch um, on YouTube some of the news broadcasts of like, oh. like they're getting some information like the hostages are safe. No, they're not. Oh, There's a shootout at the airport. Yeah. It's just how everything hit the fan. Like, and it was one of those things like, think about. Yeah. I guess some of the planning to rescue them or whatever 
um, wasn't that well done, but there's no precedent there. Like, right. right. And also, I don't know if that was a lose-lose situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These, these athletes were going to die yeah. at some point, you know? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. Well, we're um, all going to die. So that, <laughs> but if you watch, like, some of the news reports on YouTube, I mean, I've done it. I've watched them. It's just, like, kind of haunting, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I just thought that movie was awesome. And um, uh, there's a lot of blues in it, like, uh-huh. that, that uh-huh. tone and stuff like that, yep. you know? Um, which I, I guess you, before, never mind all the lens flare he does, but... Uh, but uh, you saw a lot of Minority Report, a couple of movies mm-hmm. like that, where he has he has this like blue tone. Catch and Me If You Can has a lot of blue. Right, right, right. I just yeah. rewatched it the other day. I really that's like, a great that's movie. That's a very rewatchable yeah. movie. Yes, it is. <laughs> that's of uh, that same era. Yep. And it's just a yeah. good movie, but everyone just kind of goes, eh. Yeah, yeah. 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 But knock, great. knock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Carl so Hanratty. I'll never yeah, forget his all, name. Yeah. Carl Hanratty. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just a great movie. But, yeah, I would say Munich would round out my five. But, uh uh, I'm sure there's other more obscure movies if I really thought about it, but uh, again, I kind of, you know, just, these, are, these are big movies. For you, real quick. Yeah. Uh, Zodiac was one of mine. Is that on your list? Zodiac is on my list. I haven't seen it. Oh, oh I know. Dude. I suck. I know. Zodiac came out the same year as There Will Be Blood and No Country for Old Men, which are like largely considered the two contenders yeah. of like, that's the best movie of the year. You think Zodiac was better? I think Zodiac is, and those are both perfect masterpieces, yeah. and yeah. Zodiac is better. You think it's more entertaining, or is it just. It's just the whole package is better. It is more entertaining because it, it, uh, it's Fincher. It's Fincher, yeah. But it's it's just it's, uh, uh, Downey Jr. is one of the leads. Okay. Uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. I know yeah. he's not. Yeah. John Carroll Lynch. Yeah. It, do you like uh, all the presidents, Men? Uh, you know, it's funny. I had just seen it for the first time in, on Christmas. I was working at the you hospital. You like it? Yes. Yeah. Then you will like Zodiac, I it's think. Very that's, much it's very like that. It's like a cousin to it, I okay. think. But yeah. because well, it's Fincher, it's also brutal, violent, yes. and, yeah. and yeah. horrifying. Yeah. Well, that's what I've actually been telling people, like, um, you know, with all this Trump stuff going on, whatever. Uh, people are like, oh, when are, why won't they just come out with this information? I'm like, even Watergate took, like, three years. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even saying that's where this is going. Right, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It kind of smells like it is, yeah. but we'll see. But uh, I feel like, um, yeah, even, even when you watch All the Presidents Men, like, the movie ends... I mean, it's not another year and a half to right. go, yeah. but there were definitely they, the, the balls rolling down the yeah. hill, yeah. you know, and it wasn't going to be stopped at that yeah. point. But um, yeah, and you no. should definitely check out Zodiac. Man. Yeah, what's well, cool about I Zodiac? I have to, but I just it's a movie about obsession, mm-hmm. and it juxtaposes the obsession of catching the bad guy with how do we understand this guy's need to kill? Yeah, right. but it's also but was, we don't know who the Zodiac is. Right. We never so it's these guys who devote every resource they have to catching him to the point where it's like. We, we've literally done everything. There's nothing further we can do, and we will never know. Yeah. Yeah. We never we'll will. never know. Yeah. yeah. Even if somebody came out on a deathbed and said, yeah, I was a Zodiac killer, yeah. we're not going to believe them. Like, no. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. never so know. I, I honestly think, like, um, yeah, I think uh, it's the whole subject of serial killers is pretty interesting, whatever. Not to get on a tangent, but um, I actually think the, whoever was a Zodiac killer um, knew all the methods of how they would investigate <laughs> mm-hmm. and was purposely just fucking with them. Like, yeah. he, like he was a brilliant guy, and not to. You know, compliment a killer, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, oh, it I, takes I, a I, certain type of thought. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I just think that's um, it's a fascinating killer to kind of do a movie about. You should it's definitely check that out, man. Especially movie. if you're fascinated by that period. Yeah, it's I've also a, like a great period. I have a piece. list of movies that I absolutely need to watch: Zodiac, Descent, a couple movies I just never saw. Yeah, that Ooh, like Descent. That Ooh. like my circle of friends are like, like they shame me. For that <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I, no just, shame on movie, movie. Yeah, just uh, so, encouragement. Yeah, yeah. Just homework. So I'll check it out. I'm sure. I just and I wanted to see when it came out back in the day. Front line it. Yeah. It's right, long yeah. and it's delicious. Okay, it's oh, yeah. just a good sit. It's would you say it's Fincher's best movie? Yes. Oh, hands down. Really? I, yeah. I, I think a lot of people would actually agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. It's yeah. it's incredible. You want to throw right. another one or two out, Dan? I haven't heard any from well, you, bud. 
so I, I had Zodiac on there, and so I'll ju- actually jump ahead because this is based on a book by Robert Graysmith, which yep. is who Jake Gyllenhaal plays in Zodiac. Oh, yeah. Who wrote, like, the most definitive account of the Zodiac case, which is what that was based on, but Autofocus. Oh. Autofocus is based that? on his book, The Death of Bob Crane, yeah. and it's about Bob Crane, is he as the played by becomes... Greg Kinnear. Yes, I've seen this. And yeah. uh, his buddy, John Carpenter, yes. not the John Carpenter, right. but played by Willem Dafoe. And they oh, became independent porn producers, yeah. kind of like, or not porn producers, but they made their own videos yeah. for their own pleasure. And Bob Crane was mysteriously killed. Yep. Yeah. And no really one knows movie. why. That's a really good movie. And that movie actually has a special place in my heart because I bought that DVD like 45 minutes after I lost my virginity. <laughs> so it was just that it, it's associated with that in my head. But that's a really good movie it's really that good. captures the 70s yes, in a really good way. And especially because there are scenes where we get to see Bob Crane on the set of was Hogan's Heroes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so we get to see both what it looked like at the time as well as what the pop culture looked like at yeah. the time. Sometimes on set being filmed with the camera, the screen showing it in front yeah. of the actors where like real Bob Crane and him acting behind it on the set. It's just good stuff. It's really good. Who it's played Bob Crane? Is it Kinnear? It was Kinnear. Kinnear, yeah. And he, the other thing I like about the movie is Crane is obsessed with new technology. Mm-hmm. So a lot of what becomes fun about the movie is that it's a period piece that legitimately gets into the nitty gritty and exploration of the period. Like it's exciting when these cameras come out that you can just hold and bring home with mm-hmm. you. And like, and that's what starts it is they're yeah. like, oh, we have these cameras. We can kind of just film anything we yep. can do. Well, we're always fucking. Yeah, yeah. So let's Mars get well, some yeah. titties. Yeah. And that's actually, people forget, that's a Paul Schrader movie. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that. But isn't it, though? Yes. I yeah. mean, when I when I think of just, like, grimy 70s, uh-huh. I think Paul Schrader. Uh-huh. And whether that's earned or not, I mean, right. it's just there. Yep. And so, yeah, Autofocus that's a good is just one. a very 70s thing. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. That's a good movie. Yeah. I'll throw Black Dynamite at you real quick. Oh, just yes. <laughs> that movie is set that. in the 70s. It's one of my favorite comedies. Uh, that is Jenna's like favorite movie uh, ever besides Hedvig and the Angry uh-huh. I love Black Dynamite. It's Have you ever so, seen that? Either? I've seen the movie in like five sittings. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to sit and actually. Yeah, wow. I loved it. I loved it. Take but, it in. Uh, I'm like, no, nah, let me. Because yeah. I feel like um, from what I took away from it, it's too good to just only see the way I just saw it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, um, that's uh, and as that, that's on my rewatch list. Good. You know? As far as movies yeah. set in the seventies, I think the thing that is impressive about that one, like if we want to really compliment it for the reason we're talking about this mm-hmm. list, it's not so much that it nails the seventies as much as it nails, like there have been a bunch of since Grindhouse came out these sort of like fake Grindhouse movies. Yeah. Right. Black Dynamite, I think, is the only one that legitimately feels like that kind of movie. Like, it actually really functions and works and looks like a Grindhouse movie from the 70s. So I would put Death Proof on that list. Yeah, I would too. And it sucks that I didn't even think about it for this list. Oh, true, yeah. I mean, but I I guess I can't really confirm the 70s, yeah. Oh. Uh, I think they use like cell phones in it. Maybe I can't remember. Yeah, if I do they? Okay, so cell phone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I just that's one of my favorite things about Black Dynamite. Is I think of that sort of rash of like fake B movies, mm-hmm. that one is one of the ones that actually feels like it nails that. Aesthetic. It's smart. It gets yeah. the joke. Yeah, that's one of those those rare movies that is. It's a completely different and equally rewarding experience to watch it alone and by yourself or in a drunken packed theater. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like one of those. Yeah. I think, oh, wait, there was something I was going to say about that in terms of Free Fire. Um, Oh, yeah, like Black Dynamite captures exactly what those movies are and subverts it by doing like an airplane style thing. Whereas Free Fire, and this is how I described it last night, like we watch those old movies 
because they usually just like, oh, we had money to blow up a car. Yeah. Let's get that, mm-hmm. and then we're going to write a movie around it. Yeah. And so then we watch this movie that is just... Which I can appreciate. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just posturing and style and just trying to figure out stuff with the camera until we can get to that awesome money shot mm-hmm. yeah. and then you know, then move on. And in Free Fire, they took the formula of you know, 60 minutes of just work to 20 minutes of, of you know, action, and they just got rid of those 60 minutes, spread out those 20 to 90, and in doing so, you know, by making the whole thing the money shot, like kind of eliminated the need for the money shot. Yeah, yeah. I thought that's just in a way. The whole movie yeah, is true. Yeah. The whole movie feels almost like a third act. Yeah, uh-huh. it's just yeah. the third act, you know? yeah. but, but uh, drawn out so we can right, actually right. see a more nuanced third act as opposed to just like, all right, we we got an hour, we've reached yeah. feature length, <laughs> yeah. let's yep. blow up this car. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's that's so true. Uh, you got any others you want to mention, Dan? Um, yeah, uh, a couple here. Uh, I had Rush. The, oh yeah, uh, I actually Ron seen Howard. That. I haven't uh, seen that yet either, uh, I've heard that's, it's great. I never gave a shit about Formula One. Yeah. That movie is awesome. Yeah, yeah. and Daniel Bruhl and and Hemsworth, um, right? and Hemsworth. Yeah. just chewing scenery. But it is very much the seventies. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, I had Love and Mercy, the Brian Wilson yeah. biopic. I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. I preferred the part that took place in the seventies. Uh, it's like sixties to seventies mm-hmm. more. Although John Cusack really does something interesting and good with Giamatti's it. Giamatti's doing that too. Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. And um, uh, Velvet Goldmine was my number one. I uh, that really was the Todd Haynes like Bowie riff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ewan McGregor, uh, Christian Bale's in it, and that is uh, 1970s England. Mm-hmm. And so it still has that 70s aesthetic, but because it's England, it feels to me like a 60s aesthetic, which is kind of a fun thing to think about. This is a good movie. That's cool. Yeah, Velvet Goldmine is Irish almost movie. perfect. Um, uh, I couldn't remember if it was in the 70s or 80s. And I couldn't remember the title. You guys might know it. Uh, his kid wants to be a ballet dancer, but his father wants him. Billy Elliot? That's it. It was a play, I guess, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember if it was, it was like early movie. 80s. Yeah, it was, like, it was delightful. But uh, <laughs> I couldn't remember if it was like early 80s or 70s because I couldn't remember if they brought up Thatcher because of the, the buying right. strike. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So I'm like, okay. And then I couldn't remember the title. I'm like, ah. Yeah. Oh. So I'm like, I, I, I mean, rightfully so. I think now I think about it, Thatcher was the 80s. So. Um, but uh, yeah. I'll hit you with a, just a couple of more, and then we'll get you out of here. Sure. You know, uh, just because I did throw these on my list. Uh, Almost Famous, I think a chunk of that yeah. actually does take place in the 70s, and it's, yeah, it's most great. Of it, yeah. uh, it is very much a 70s-infused yeah. narrative, yeah. regardless of when it takes place. Totally. Uh, Super 8, I found out, actually takes place yeah. in 1979. Super 8 yeah. was like, as yeah. an honorable mention. Yep, yeah. yep. Uh, I actually like Super 8. I, 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 feel like I that, thought it was a fun movie. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it gets its due respect. I, yeah. I, I like Super 8. That was and one then, that I went and saw in IMAX just because it that was the one screen it was playing on. Yeah. I never would have thought to, and it was worth it. Oh, I'm sure. It just looks great. It's, yeah. yeah, and uh, it gave us uh, uh, the little fanning. The uh, Ellie fan, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. she's fantastic in that movie. And I thought the when I saw Stranger Things, I thought the the group of friends, yes, felt like the friends. Oh, from for Super sure. A. I for remember sure. thinking that because they feel like actual, they feel like kids. They, I'll throw you one know. more honorable mention. Yeah. X Men: Days of Future Past. Yeah, oh, still yeah. my favorite X Men movie. Yeah, yeah. The other honorable mention that I had written down was Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh yes, mm-hmm. um, but that ended up leaving because like that is. It is such a fo. It's it's on the strip. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just on the strip, and it's not even the seventies. It's just, it's it's almost it's less the seventies. It's more the 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 death of the sixties as seen through a junkie. Yeah, yeah. yeah so right. it didn't take that vibe to me. I, I, would I agree. couldn't argue for it. I would agree. Uh, 
that feels good. I think that was right. Good, good pretty, list. Pretty good on yeah. the list. Yeah. Want to say goodbye to Evo yep. here? Get hey, Evo, thank you so much out. for coming out. Absolutely, yeah, man. Thanks yeah. for being slightly late to dinner on our account. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No plug, problem at all. Plug yourself. Where, where can people find you? Um, I'm on Twitter, uh, Evo Empire, I-V-O Empire. Uh, and uh, pretty much it right now. Yeah. You're on Cinepunks from time yes, to time. Yeah. People can find you around, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So right. I'm on the internet a little bit. So right. uh, I'm trying to get more involved with Fit again. You know, nice. I, right. I, miss, I miss sketch comedy a lot. Oh. So now that My girlfriend works. just got cast on one of the Fit house teams. Really? Oh, no, shit. Yeah. That's for cool. her. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, I kind of just miss writing with a group, you know? Yeah. So uh, uh, get some of the atrophy off. So Good. I'm, thinking about, I'm actually thinking about just doing a workshop there. Just, just oh, to meet people. Great, man. Yeah. Just to meet people, you know? Yeah. You know, I kind of feel like I have a good. That gives you the motivation to just actually do it. Yeah. Exactly. The yeah, hardest part is putting pen to paper. Yeah. Yeah. So, so having uh, that gives you an excuse. Yeah. Just be more involved and just, uh, you know, uh, I just, I just really miss it. I feel like, uh, uh, kind of uh, more or less should be doing that. Yeah, that's you know, great. For better or for worse. So fantastic. So yeah. So uh, you will find you there in the future. Yeah. yeah. I hope so. So very good. Yeah. Well. Say goodbye, Evo. Adios. I like the movie movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Drop a bone tomahawk. Is that what it is? Alright. Um, well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Right. Thanks for coming, man. Can you give All us right. a bone tomahawk? What did I have to say, bro? You just say bone tomahawk. Let's bone say. tomahawk. There, that was a good oh, that one. That was amazing. For I might just drop ever. that in every episode from now on. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> cool. Alright, fellas. Alright. Alright, man. Thanks, Evo. Peace. Free Fire is Free totally fire. worth seeing. See it. And I would actually venture to say go see it uh you know, while there, it's still there's still a chance that it might be crowded. Yes, because we didn't have a packed theater, but no. it was as packed as as a. You know, it was a nice full screen, screen I would say, and it was a reactive crowd. Yes, and it, it this definitely was made it that much better. Crowd, yeah, like, really fun with a crowd. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I think it's worth going to the theater to see this one for sure. And it's like, I mean, Wheelie's just such a good filmmaker. I don't know. There's something about seeing his movies. I'd never seen one on the big screen before. This is my first mm. time. It was a way better yeah, experience. Yeah, I guess now you mentioned it. This is the first time I ever saw one on the big screen. It was a way better experience to see yeah. it on the big screen. I think his movies are like really worthwhile. Well, I've always in that said way. he's, especially after High Rise. To yeah. me, he reminds me of Kubrick. Yeah, just because of craft mm-hmm. and and you know he's doing his own thing. He's you know, but he's he's done the Kubrick thing. He's done an adaptation. Yep. He's but the most interesting thing about. Ben Wheatley is that he and his wife write all of the movies together. Right. Amy Jump is his wife, and I would say she is the most exciting screenwriter yes. that that I think is working right yeah. now. Um, it, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah the way that they that they work together, it's a they almost have to be married because it's such a niche worldview, and to be able to do something like. Uh, you know, an adaptation of High Rise, yeah. but then also do something like Kill List, which yeah. is not a very comical movie, mm-hmm. is, is much darker, and then do something a little more mainstream like Free For but still keep that flavor. That is something that I think only a team that is truly close and bonded can do on a creative and level. And so, like, singular in their vision together, yeah. you know? Uh, yeah, I just, uh, man, I, I can't recommend it enough. I actually, like, really like it. It's one of those movies that, like, the more I think about it and the more it sort of sits with me, the more I'm like, man, Free Fire was fucking really good. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, Ugh. it's the type of movie that it's like it's just cool that it's that even if you find it to be more flawed or it doesn't work, like yeah. it's cool that this type of movie is getting made. And also, it shouldn't work, but it does. Yeah, like a ninety-minute shootout should. I mean, it sounds exciting when you say it like that, but it, it really would normally not be. I it would think. well because when we say that, we think of that idealized yeah. version that turns out to be anything but ideal. Yeah, yeah. But it's you know, there's an Oscar-winning actress in it, yes. one of the biggest actresses working today. Yes, you know, there's. There's it's a star-studded cast. Arby yep. Hammer is no slouch. Killian no. Murphy is he's it, been famous. He should for be a bigger movie now. star. Should be a bigger yeah. movie star. It's it's just weird that a movie like this got made and is being you can tell they're trying to push this towards yeah. the mainstream. Yeah. 
and that's cool. I think that's really cool. And it's a Scorsese. Uh, yeah, I saw. EP, I can't so believe he produced it. Yeah, but can't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, oh, like, I totally can. Stylistically, it's yeah. exactly the kind of. I'm just thing, like not know? used to seeing his name on a movie like that. It like yeah. surprised me. And I then, wonder yeah, what else like, he's produced. Like I've I bet never a actually lot, looked actually. up his stuff, but still. This is the, in all the trailers they say executive produced by Martin yes. Scorsese because they're trying to lean into that style. Totally, we think of him, we think of Good Goodfellas, we think of Casino, Taxi we Driver, think of Taxi Driver, yeah. we think of that '70s mm-hmm. super violent aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fits right up. Loved it. Any recommendations? What did you get to see this week? Well, uh, right now, the Cinadelphia Film Festival is going on. It has started. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be going for the next week or so. And so one of the movies that I actually have to put up the review tonight, because I believe it's playing next Friday. Don't quote me on that. Go to CinadelphiaFilmFestival.com. <laughs> It'll have the thing. But uh, The Night of the Virgin, it was called. Oh, yeah. It is, I've heard of that. It's crazy. Yeah? It's crazy like it's it's crazy really it's gruesome it's disgusting it's pretty thematically strong and it is so not for everybody whoa but i think the ideal way to see it would be at philomoka it is i might uh, buy a ticket for that it's worth it the thing is like i can't even promise you'll like it but you're gonna respect the fuck out of it um i really liked it yeah it's just it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. You are I, selling me so hard without I've, having to say there's anything. Something that, there's things that happen in it yeah. that not only did I not think they... I couldn't have conceived them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is so fucking gruesome. Yeah. And so brutal. Yeah. And so gross. But it's like a good movie, yeah, too, yeah. with a really crazy performance from, from the lead actor. <sighs> but I, there are so many things that... that not only does the camera not cut away, uh-huh. but it'll just stay for minutes at a time. Oh, it, it's crazy! <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, it's, it's crazy. I can't even tell you. It's crazy. I might go see that. Yeah, the Night of the Virgin. So you have a chance if you're in Philadelphia or in the, the outer lying suburbs, uh, come out to Philomoca, check out CinadelphiaFilmFestival.com, and see the Night of the Virgin. I promise. Um, I can't promise that you'll love it. I hope you do. I sure did. <laughs> but I can promise that you you will never, <laughs> ever forget it, no matter how hard you try. It's crazy. Fuck. Yeah, it's crazy. Fuck. That's it. Oh, I want to see that now. Yeah. Uh, I spent my week watching Fast and Furious uh. movies, so I can only recommend that people go see the one that I have yet to see uh, because I just watched... How many did I watch this week? I watched three. I watched four, five, and six. Uh, which make up its its own little trilogy, actually, in its Mm -hmm. own kind of way. And I greatly enjoyed them. Uh, I had not seen those ones yet. Uh, Four is a little flat. Five is maybe not as incredible as I've been told, but that is not a complaint about the movie. You saw it in hindsight. That's the thing. That that resonates with me because it's the pivot. That's the thing. I think if I had seen them in order without having seen seven first... I would probably love five because like, it's I the saw pivot. five ironically because yeah. I was like these stupid fucking movies. Right. And then I was like, oh shit, that that's was how wild, I saw seven you know? and exactly. ended up loving seven. Yeah. Mm. So I think seven is just always going to hold a place in my heart that five couldn't quite get to. Uh, but five is great. People should absolutely see five. Five is my favorite of them. And I think it's, it's the better movie than seven. But what's weird is if you put the two of them next to each other, yeah. just because of the escalation, I'm always going to end up going with seven. <laughs> yeah. 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 Although I could watch that, that uh, highway chase in six over and over I, I was that gonna say stunt work supreme i gotta tell you for as much as people talk about five being fantastic and six being like it's still good but it didn't quite get there i fucking loved six mm-hmm. like six blew five out of the water for me personally i could see it i love six it. is wild it's so wild it is, and that's the thing that's why i'm like pretty excited for eight even though it's like got you know pretty mixed reviews or whatever 
I feel like I like these movies for a slightly, not a hugely different reason than most people, but like a slightly different reason. To me, they're like just a big dumb soap opera. So like I'm always gonna be excited about them, but I also don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. So like I don't need See, it to thing. be anything, you know. Having seen eight, yeah, and I I loved it. Yeah, it is. It was slightly disappointing because they they seem to have dispatched with some of the soap opera. That is unfortunate. Um, but and the, you know, there's some squabbles with how the action is shot. Yeah, sure. But it is no less a Fast yeah, and Furious yeah, yeah. movie in the sense that you want to like. I, I recommend it to anybody. Yeah, it's awesome. Good, I awesome, mean, it's, it's tons of fun. I can't wait. Yeah, there's it's, no way. I'm gonna face my fate this weekend. But and you I will wait. agree with me after you see it yeah. that if you want that movie, yeah, Triple X Three did it better. Triple X Three is incredible. You know what? I'm sad that I even started recommending anything else for the rest of 2017. I am just recommending people see Triple X: Return of it's Xander Cage. Awesome. I I can't explain to you how a movie so incredibly stupid could be so aware of its stupidity and be so excellent for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe that, but that's exactly what that it's movie just is. It's a good action oh, movie it's so fun. that is interested in showing you a good action yeah. movie. Clo- like, close your eyes uh-huh. and picture that very last shot of of him leaving the plane. Yeah. You remember that? Uh-huh. See, you're uh-huh. glowing. Uh-huh. Yep. See, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. about that every once in a uh-huh. while, and I go, Me too. wow. I know. <laughs> Dude, I legitimately think about that scene sometimes. It's so crazy. I'm mostly thinking about him riding a motorcycle across the ocean. Uh, ripping tubes. Ripping tubes <laughs> on dirt bikes. <laughs> yeah, I'm mostly thinking about him ripping tubes on dirt bikes. But occasionally, when I try to fall asleep, I just see a plane falling around a doughy bald man. And As he I, just rockets oh, at you and God, I'm next I love 3D. It. It's insane. Oh, it's so extreme. Yeah. But, you know, Fate of the Furious. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait. It's, Can you're love wait. it. It's Cannot so much wait. fun. I'm so excited. Uh, I just ordered all seven on Blu-ray because uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. they were $30 on Amazon today, so I couldn't help myself. You gotta. From now on, every weekend will be both Fast and Furious. Hells yeah. Can't wait. That's your fate. That's my fate. I can't wait. I was, I was ranking the Furious movies the other day. And it got to the point where I had typed the word furious so many times <laughs> that I kept looking at it and like the autocorrect wasn't popping up. Yeah. Like it, I was spelling it yeah. right. I'm a good speller, <laughs> but I'm looking at it going, that word is not a real word. Like, I, <laughs> you know, when you see something enough and it just becomes fake, the, the spelling of furious, it just perplexed me. Uh-huh. For I'm like, because I was spelling it right, but I'm like, it can't be F U R I O U S. That's not real. That's yeah. magical. Yeah. But sure enough, it truly is magical. Furious. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Oh, God. I, oh. You mean the um what are those movies called in Japan? Did you hear about this? Wait, you, the the Bollywood ones? No, no, no. Okay. Um I'm going to read this out to you. Cuz apparently there are Bollywood Fast and Furious movies by the way called Doom. The uh Oh yeah, those actually play at the at the UA sometimes. Oh really? Yeah, cuz like I heard the Bollywood movie pops through and no yeah. one sees it. Are you ready for this? Yeah. The titles of the Fast and the Furious Holy movies. Shit. I'm so excited. I've not seen in this. Japan. Yeah, please are hit me. Wild Speed. Awesome. Wild Speed X2. Uh-huh. Wild Speed X3 Tokyo Drift. Uh-huh. Wild Speed all caps Max. <laughs> Wild Speed Mega Max. <laughs> Wild Speed Euro Mission. Okay. Wild Speed Sky Mission. <laughs> And would you like to uh to uh oh my God. take a guess at what Fate of the Furious is called? Mm, I'm is it another mission movie? No. Okay. But so it's Wild Speed, they've been X, they've been Max, they've been missions, but this is the Fate. This is oh. I promise you're never going to guess it, but I would like to hear your guess. I like how we're doing this in next week's episode is Fate of the Furious. Right, that's that's okay. fine. I think it's going to be great. Uh 
okay, it's got to be. I'll give you a hint. Yeah. The money shot of the movie is a submarine bursting out from, oh, right. from under. Wave Runner Maximum Overdrive. You're in the right track. It's called Wild Speed Ice Break. Oh, my God. That's yep. amazing. Those are the Japanese titles. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. That is so good. Uh, for You know what? I'm going to save all this. We got Fate of the Furious next week. We'll do more talk of this then. Uh, there was a Bloomberg article that came out this week that was the most heavily researched data set of Fast and Furious things I've ever seen. And we will talk about it next week. Awesome. I'm going to look wait. it up and spend it's, my night yes, reading that. It's fantastic. Uh, and it'll be a lot of fun to talk about next week. Uh, so let's plug some things up. We got the Cinadelphia Film Festival going mm-hmm. on that people need to check out. Uh, we love Philomoka. We love those guys there. Dan writes for Cinadelphia. Yep, uh, Cinadelphia.com. Yep. Uh, and uh, the film festival is going on all week, right? Uh, is it? It's a full week. It's going on all week. Yep. Yeah. I believe it runs till the 20, 23rd, I think. Okay. So, so yeah, so it's, it's like going a, for a little bit. Yeah. It's full a lot of really cool even. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot great. of really cool stuff. Good. And even if you don't see any movies, the Deadly Prey Gallery, those yes. are the Ghanaian film posters, all hand painted. There's a lot of cool ones they're there. Amazing. Yeah. Check them out. Yeah. Really cool. Uh, what do I want to plug? Uh, well, I want to plug uh, July 15th. We really uh, we we have a huge event coming up in Baltimore. Uh, if we've got Baltimore listeners, please come out. If you're even kind of local to the Baltimore area, we'd love to see you. On July fifteenth, we are screening "I Am a Knife with Legs," which we've previously review- reviewed on the show. Which uh, you know, if you're not somebody that is willing to like uh, you know find a movie on iTunes and download it, you probably haven't had a chance to see it. This is your chance. We're going to screen this movie. We loved it. It's really fun and funny and weird. You can hear our interview with the director and star of the movie, uh, Bennett Jones, uh, on an earlier episode of the show. And uh, we're going to have some exclusive Bennett Jones-centric content uh, mm-hmm. on July 15th for you. So uh, come out and check that out. We'll, we'll have more details on that on the way. I know we keep saying that. Go, but go buy that movie. It doesn't cost yeah, much. It is it. really cool. It's so good. Uh, but we can't wait to show it to a big audience live. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. You might even get to see us do some old school movie, movie live games, which we yes. haven't pulled out in a while. Yes. So come on down and check it out. Uh, July 15th in Baltimore, we will announce the venue and uh, times and all that stuff probably in a couple of weeks, actually. Mm-hmm. We got that uh, info coming up for you soon. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Philadelphia. It's with an F. Uh, I re- review every movie I watch, letterbox.com slash Philadelphia. And I am still in my Splatter Matter series of Herschel Gordon Lewis movies over on farsightablog.com. I just watched Moonshine Mountain. Got a review oh, coming nice. out of that soon. That. <laughs> it, it's not great, but it's <laughs> worth seeing. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm on Twitter at Dan Scully, letterbox.com slash Dan Scully, Cinadelphia.com. And find our show. That S- is that yeah. Uh, yeah i like two movie on twitter facebook at gmail on tumblr i like two movie numeric two there's something else i was gonna drop i was gonna drop some some hot you got some hot goss dude um is somebody new make it to your gay island no no gay, gay island's pretty full pretty full um a couple of people gotta die <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's all good that listen it'll happen if, yeah if the last two years have shown us anything people die people die People die, Even man. Even if they're famous. Yeah. It's... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, fame, fame may make you last forever on the page, but you still die. You're still going to die. There was something I was going to drop. There was something I was going to plug. You got a hot and plug? And now I cannot remember it. Yeah, whatever. Fuck it. Well, we'll uh, that is our fate next week, to, to plug whatever you forgot this week. Dick knows. <laughs> Dick knows. Uh, all right, my name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. My name is Dan Scully, and I like to movie movie. And we all know that you like to movie movie, because we, we like, like to movie. movie.